All right, welcome everyone to the first ever video broadcast of Live from the Dutch Hall. Tonight's episode, The Wheel of Filth, featuring from the female orgasm, Dr. Jane Van Dyke. From the Jagerbomb Olympics, Paul Van Dyke. From Beauty and the Beeve, Derek Van Hooten and Julie Stice. Yeah. Hey! Yeah! From Poops and Spoons, Abby Van Dyke. Woo! Uh, yeah! And we have 50% of uh, Pine Grove's newest supergroup with us, Mike Bow. Yeah! On the guitar. And I'm the man who writes the music for the show, Dave Charters. All right, buddy! And now, the man who started a podcast just to get his friends to clap for him, your host, Pete Van Dyke. Woo! Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall, everyone. I'm your host, as my good announcer buddy said, Dave Charters. I'm Pete Van Dyke. Welcome to the first ever video broadcast of Live from the Dutch Hall. This has been a really a, a, kind of an exciting turn of events, but quite a difference from every other week we've done here at Live from the Dutch Hall, where I get to sit in my own, uh, like wallow in my own insanity, you know, like just uh, sit there by myself in the Dutch Hall, dreaming about weird things, playing pretend all day long trying to think what I can do with my friends and, and and get drunk and smoke cigarettes and have all kinds of great fun. And then I invited in uh, a, a film crew today, and now uh, everything seems to have changed. Eh? But we're going to see if we can make it as much the same as we possibly can. But the one thing about Live from the Dutch Hall being, a, being an audio uh, podcast is that you're allowed to get away with a few tricks. You know? You're allowed to, say, uh, have a co-host that's unpleasing to the eye, and uh, have them in week after week and maybe listen to some some uh, women on the ladies night episode like make false claims of as to your attractiveness right and then uh, just to try to be nice try to make my show seem like I got a real handsome co-host right and then uh, or even if you look at my point of view where I say that you are unpleasing to the eye and I don't I have known you for years and I've never I'm talking, of course, to you, Dave Charters. You don't find me attractive? No, I, you're, I, I've said it many times. It's a well-established fact on this program, right, that I don't find you attractive, right? But now the cameras are on you. You have no way of, uh, no way of uh, hiding from the fact you, are, you look like that. It's out there now. And I apologize to the public that's now listened to me for this many weeks, and now they have to sit there on some sort of visual media and witness this, your face <laughs> that I'm looking at right now, right? I won't be here in this seat for long, though, I hope. And other things, too, is you might think that I'm someone, a uh, man of uh, stature or character. You might think that I've actually accomplished something and made a show that's of, of note, maybe notable enough for Wikipedia or something, right? But <laughs> and instead, now I've shown you that I don't even have drywall on my walls. It's just a pink insulation and, and uh, a bunch of, like, uh, just posters from university, like a whole bunch of junk I found. I decided to... Uh, put it up on the walls here and make the Dutch Hall. Like, I, I don't know if this is going to you know, dispel some people's visions they've created in their head of this, you know, some sort of live studio or the glory, the glory of the Dutch imagine. Hall. Yeah, like I've always been realistic about what this program is, and this program is just is uh, just me putting a mic in front of a bunch of people drinking in my back shed to get away from their horrible lives. Right? That's what this show is. Right? <laughs> so, but the, but this now you can see uh, exactly what it is. You you can't hide from it, eh? So I hope that, uh, that, but I like the pink. Do you like it's really well lit up? I didn't even know it was pink until tonight, to be honest. Yeah, pink. It's a different vibe in here. They say pink is a creative color, Dave. That's a, like, you know, big oh. pink, like the, uh, the band, you know, the band. Oh yeah. Yeah. They pink. recorded in big pink. And then I actually know, and then uh, numerous people have said they'd like to write in a pink room because it inspires uh, creativity. Interesting. Pink's yeah. my favorite color. Always it, has been since I've been a young boy. Well, it does fit in nicely with the theme of the show. Because uh, some would say, oh, "Really, 
We're all pink on the inside, Dave. And uh, with that being said, I want to give, because this, this show is a bit of a, you know, this is the first video uh, venture for Live from the Dutch Hall. So we generally can't, uh, we generally can get away with whatever we want, you know? Like we don't know where, th and this with it being video, we don't know where it's going. It could go to uh, television, it could go to internet, which uh, would be fine then. Or it could go to uh, who knows what, you know? It could go to, I don't know what, what, what there is out, out there other than that. But I feel as a service to the general public and that they don't get the wrong idea about the Wheel of Filth, which is our episode today. I feel it's uh, my duty as the host of this program to give a warning to the general public and uh, let them know what we're in for today with the Wheel of Filth. So without further ado, can I get started on this? I think that's a good idea. All right. I think it's, it's best for everyone. And uh, our, our, our film crew here today, they, they, they mentioned that they should probably put in a warning because of what I told them I was going to do tonight. So let's just do it, okay? Warning! <laughs> the following episode of Live from the Dutch Hall contains content of a graphic adult nature. No foul language will be used on purpose, but the content covered will be an of adult nature. For the people listening at home, picture me holding up with my one hand a circle in my hand, and with my other hand holding up my forefinger, like I'm, I'm making a circle with my thumb and forefinger with this hand, my left hand, and the other hand I'm putting my just my finger up. And then I'm inserting that finger, repeatedly plunging it into the circle. That's the kind of adult content we're talking about here tonight, Dave. Uh, yeah. Repeatedly I inserting it into the circle. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? The marital kind of adult content. That's what we're talking about tonight. So little kids at home, if you're watching or if you're filming over there. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> um, this program is not going to be suitable for all audiences, but it will be of a very classy and uh, and uh, intelligent nature. So let's 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 do it. The wheel of filth. Play the theme song, boys. Cheers, everyone. All right, let's have fun. I didn't even need the soundboard for that one because this is a legitimate hot crowd here tonight in Pine Grove, Ontario. <laughs> Welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall, everybody. This is our first video live broadcast, and we're here live from Pine Grove, Ontario, in the real-life Dutch Hall, and we've handpicked a crowd of the superstars from the Live from the Dutch Hall episodes of the past, and we're happy to have everyone here. And Good-looking crowd. Oh, they're a great-looking crowd. Beautiful. Television crowd is what I like to call them. Yeah, they are a television crowd. Charters, I, I want to say to you, like, it's early on now. Ash Wednesday was on Wednesday. You're a staunch Catholic, has been, has, has been well-established on the program. That's correct? Yeah, that's right. Staunch? Staunch. Now, on Ash Wednesday, did you go to Mass? Well, I didn't, but I did send all four of my kids to Mass. Did you put out your I, cigarette and I, early and, 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 and like, yeah. just, put, just rub it on your forehead? Make yourself a cross? Make it seem like you went? <laughs> I, I never smoke cigarettes on Ash Wednesday. That's <laughs> or you give it up, eh? Just you don't eat meat or smoke cigarettes. Yeah, that one day. All right. Well, you so you're in Lenten season. You've decided to go full, uh, full it's, vegan. It's day two today. You're Ooh, so you're not even day two, and you're not, and you've lost what seventy pounds. Since <laughs> <laughs> I didn't step. I didn't step on the scale today. I'm not sure, but are uh, you doing the push? I'll up make thing a graph. Too? Are you doing the push? No, up? you should do that. 
Yeah? It would help you. Upper body strength and core stuff. It makes you feel better Maintain all my muscle mass. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at the end of this, I'm going to have vegan superpowers. Well, we have a whole bunch of new people watching or listening today, so you have to tell them about your ridiculous Lenten promise to Jesus Christ, your Savior. <laughs> what did well, you, what, what did I you... do is, starting on Ash Wednesday, the first day of Lent, yeah. for the following 46 days until Easter, I uh, only eat raw fruits and vegetables. And water. And I only drink water. That's it. 46 days. And you smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> uh, no. I, I don't recall. But that's not part of the deal, though. That's not part of the deal? Or is no, it? no. That's not part of the deal at all. <laughs> Other than that, I can do whatever I want. So even uh, every good Catholic knows, no matter how much of a staunch Catholic you are, no matter how much you're putting into your faith, like whatever you're giving up for Christ, you always give yourself a little loophole, don't you, to get out of it, right? Oh, yeah. Because like, you got to still deal with life, right? You have four children, for that's heaven's right. sakes. and. And the demands of a of a professional in the automotive industry, you're like a giant in the automotive industry, aren't you? Are you it's not easy to do without alcohol, size coffee. Or? No, no, <laughs> no. But that's a good one. That's a good joke. I didn't even think about that one. You're husky, but not for long. Like Lenten, it's going to shave off you. Like in the next four weeks, away. I don't know how much of this is going to be on video in the next. Well, how forty days and forty nights? But in the next forty days, what? Six and a half weeks. Six and a half weeks. And uh, so six and a half weeks, you're going to go from being like a husky man to just like the skin sack, like just hanging skin. Really gaunt even. That's right. Really gaunt. You probably have to tie up some skin and tuck it away somewhere. Yeah, that's really hideous. I'm not sure I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one. Don't like those windy days. I think it yeah. gives, a, gives the film crew a, a reason to be here, though, to watch this demise of Dave Charters. <laughs> it's going to happen on this show. If I survive. Yeah, if you survive. That's what I'll end up looking like. Yeah, he did. He does it. He does it every year. He does it every year. But one of these years is not going to work. You can't keep putting that weight on your heart. You can't keep like continually pounding at it, going fat, skinny, fat, skinny. You know, like just make up. It's like Oprah. She's going to explode one day. You just have to like pick a size and stick with it. I think Oprah settled down. She realized she's a husky lady. I am like the male white poor Oprah, <laughs> just the same Some and, and not that. famous. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I wanted to go. I wanted to explain. I, I invited my friends here today. I invited uh, some great people from the past. Paul Van Dyke, my bartender, that's been here from the beginning. My brother, yeah, and he's he's going to be the bartender going forward. He's here today. Beautiful. We have uh, from Beauty and the from Beauty and the Beef. We have Derek Van Hooten and Julie Styes. Like the, like, uh, what a great episode! A great couple that lives right close. You know, I just couldn't be happier to have him here today. Ooh. We have Abby Van Dyke, the star of so many programs. I can't even tell you. <laughs> and then we have my beautiful wife Jane Van Dyke, and we have the Nocturnal Emissions, my my house band, eh? Yeah. The super group that is unveiled today. Big announcement. Big announcement. We was it was very tough negotiations. Yeah, Michael. yeah, it was tough. Uh, but you know what, Pete? At the end of the day, we decided it'd probably be the best for everybody. Yeah, know? if we just came together, just and came together, pushed in the same direction, eh? Right. Made this show fantastic. We all swim in the same direction. That's right. That's what we're doing. So Nocturnal Emissions is this the grand the 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 worldwide debut of Nocturnal Emissions. The coming together of Dave Charter's solo project and Crown the Lions frontman Mike Bow coming exciting. together and bringing in a plethora of musical talent to come every week, week after week to Life in the Dutch Hall and just make this program dynamite. I can't even. Let's give a round of applause for that because it's got to It's got to happen here. Let's Woo. do it. Oh, oh. oh, wait. There we go. Wait. Let's do it. All right. There, there it is. Go. All right. There we go. Oh, a nice crowd. It is a nice crowd, but they take a bit of coaxing, Michael. They take a bit of coaxing. <laughs> so. What I want to do when I had people here, because most of my people here, my brother, Paul, he's a filthy person. He, his mouth is filthy. You can't get through a sentence without saying bad words. And uh, 
Here I have my cousin's wife, Abby Van Dyke, terrific uh, guest on the show, but she she has a foul mouth. That's that's. I'm sorry if I offend you, Abby. It's a foul no mouth. Offense taken. <laughs> but I invite these people here because I know that they all love Jesus, like I do. And during the Lenten season, we can make a promise and a promise to the television audience or whoever's watching this video that we're going to keep our language clean. So we've made it into a little game. We've decided to unveil the wheel of filth here today. And the Wheel of Filth is going to have, we're, we'll unveil it after we do a segment, but uh, it's going to have some great topics on it. We'll sit down, talk about some real dirty subject matter, and do it in the clean and educational uh, way so that everybody can be uh, enlightened by the life in the Dutch Hall's knowledge, right? The wheel looks great, by the way. But when I tried this, uh, this exercise at home to try to talk to my wife and tell her about some of the subject matter that I had been researching because I did a lot of research this week. It was great research. <laughs> it basically looked like I was watching hardcore pornography in the Dutch Hall yes, all week. Did. <laughs> but it was, I believe me, it was very educational. I learned very many tricks and, and, and uh, there's a lot I'm willing to share with the listening public today. I'm so excited to do so because knowledge is power, you know, especially in the bedroom, Dave, as Teresa would tell you, you have no knowledge there. So you, you, this will help you and my cousin, but you're done. You have a vasectomy, right? Yeah, that's right. And you're Catholic, yeah. That's that's not good. You're gonna go to hell for that. You have to apologize to Jesus. Stop. I'm making up for it right now. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're doing the Lenten. Yeah, he's doing the Lenten promise because you've done that. The vasectomy, they're not good. Cool at that, eh? No. And also, <laughs> you, you shouldn't be touching my cousin, who's your, who's your wife, unless you're procreating. You know that too. Well, that's all we've done so far. Well, good. Thank you very much. So you, most of this advice is gonna be useless to you, <laughs> but it'll be of interest sake. It'll be of interest, and I, I think you'll still enjoy it, Dave. You could share it with your. I'm hoping to learn something. And maybe you can tell a younger, uh, uh, a brother, a brother-in-law of yours, you know, who's maybe looking at starting a family, how he can do these techniques. <laughs> but you, t you, you, but it'll still be of interest to you, I'm sure, even though you're a eunuch of sorts, right? So, um, I wanted to. I tried doing this with my wife when I was discussing the game, and so I decided I'm going to go into a segment today. Do you got any sexy music for this segment? It's going to be called Filthy History. Can you do something like a Try that porno line out for filthy history. This is a, a first live thing with Nocturnal Emissions trying to do a jingle. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. What do you got, Mike? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's filthy history. That's a filthy That's it. That works, right? Yeah. It's the first crack at it. We can't help it. Filthy history. Is that, is that George? Uh, George Takai. George Takai. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So what we're going to do with filthy history today is we're going to we I have a couple stories from history and it and they're of a dirty nature of people that were dirty in history, and it, what I tried doing I tried telling this, these stories to my wife in her kitchen one time when she was working and she didn't want to hear any of my nonsense, and uh, I had a hard time not saying dirty words that uh, through it and I caught myself probably five or six times right Jane five or six times saying a dirty word and I didn't even know I was doing it and I so I would have got kicked out of this whole thing myself. A right? word that wouldn't be allowed on this show. Wouldn't be allowed on this show. Now if I do swear during Lenten season we always know I'm giving money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry Dave I know you're going to die if you don't eat that pee. So I, I will give you a, I give you a break. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Sorry I broke your train of thought. No it's okay. okay. It's okay. <laughs> Something's popping with my headphones. Anyways uh, so what we're gonna? What we're? I don't even know what you totally screwed me up with that freaking thing. You're talking to your wife in the kitchen, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're so, swearing. Yeah, stop. filthy history. So I'm gonna try to do. I'm gonna try to do this as uh, an example of. Uh, uh, my headphones are out. Uh, I'm gonna try to do this as an example of how to do a story using proper language and not being screwed up with it. Um, I'm okay. I'll just I'll just deal with it. 
Yeah, I don't know what's going on with it. There we go. We're back again. Okay, so the first thing I want to do for Filthy History is like um, I watched a program on TV and it was about uh, Henry VIII. You know Henry VIII, Dave? Do you know Henry VIII? Yeah, Henry VIII. He was a king. He was a king. Henry VIII, I am, I am, right? Exactly. So Henry VIII was like a, a king of England, pretty popular one in history. You know, he's very famous. And when in, in the in the days of Henry VIII, what, what they used to do back in uh, England uh, was they would wear tights. The men would wear tights, right? And but the tights wouldn't go all the way up like uh, like women's tights do today. They would only come up like to the top of their thighs, you know. And then they would wear like a little skirt. Like if you see these guys all dressed up in their regal outfits with their stupid collars and stuff like that, they would have like a little skirt on, right? Really. And then. Because the because the uh, the tights only came up to their upper thigh, they would have their scrotum and uh, genitals exposed, uh, and they would wear what's called a cod piece. You ever heard of that? A cod piece? Is it like a hockey jock? It's like a hockey jock, kind of. It's like a sack, basically. You put it over your scrotum and genitals, and it 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 it, it hides your your kibbles and bits. You know, for is it the, like the crown royal bag? It's kind of like a crown royal bag. Yeah, kind of. Well, it depends. Like, what happened with Henry VIII was he always wore this big cod piece. And he would, in the pictures you'll see of Henry VIII, if you look at portraits of Henry VIII or whatever, if you want to go online and Google Henry VIII portraits, which is a fun thing to do on your night's <laughs> off, you can uh, see Henry VIII sitting there. And a lot of times he's got his hands on his hips, kind of pointing at his cod piece because he's got a great big armadillo sized cod piece. He's pointing at it. Yeah, he likes to bring attention to it to show, look at me. I have a huge cod piece because I have a lot to cover up, right? And that was a sign of great virility and strength. And it's what made him a great leader, the fact that he had a big cod piece. That was his belief, right? Whereas, uh, so he believed in so strongly that he um, actually made his army all get bigger, bigger cod pieces, even if they didn't deserve it, like padded cod pieces or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so do you want, uh, do you want, it's just that one too okay and then uh so anyways um it'll be all right so the cod piece the cod piece mm-hmm. right so he made the army do wear big cod pieces so he had the biggest cod piece army in in the world and so when other armies would come in they couldn't fight these guys with huge dongs right the, uh, dongs okay dean Dong, it's said now <laughs> the huge uh, genitals genitals that's better huge genitals they, they would feel like they couldn't compete with them second button from the top on that one Pulcha. Pulcha. And then uh, second button from the top on that one, if you can reach it. I don't know if you can reach it, but that's the one that's causing the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyways, giant cod piece. Giant cod. That would be intimidating, right? For the other. That's the idea. For the other army, wouldn't they, be the axes they know you or could, the. No, you can't beat a guy with a huge cod piece because he's a big, a big fella, right? Like he's a, <laughs> he's got a big uh, cod piece. Cod piece, right? You would know that you were uh, obviously not able to beat him in an act of war because his genitals are bigger than yours. <laughs> And that's what. Boy, Paul, all job, right, Paul, you did a great hey. job there, everyone. We solved this all problems. Yeah, there's a great picture. That's of his codpiece. You see it in the middle there. He's wearing a skirt and he's got a great big giant. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So, uh, my, the yeah, French were the they same. trying to like back in the day? Didn't they make a big deal about their thigh? That's why their legs forward. They wanted to have big thighs as well. Yeah, they're big. They're calves. They're calves. Oh, like, really? It was a big deal. Yeah, that's what they taught. Like when we were in New York. It, they said the big deal was is their hips are on their, their their hands are on their hips and then their foot's forward because they're trying to prove that they got big. That's why they all look like linebackers because yeah. <laughs> oh the the thigh was and that was more American no, the like, calf the calf the calf their calves they wanted to show that like like that's why women back then they wanted to be monsters because they wanted their ca- like they wanted their calves to be huge like they showed a sign of calf or thigh? calf. 
calf, like yeah, the bottom calf, part. lower leg, calf. Yeah. <laughs> and now in uh, in in France, they wanted to do this. They they were the same way, but they did feet. They wanted to have long, pointy-toed feet so they could show that they had they had big big uh, genitals, right? And the big genitals was the was appropriate for um like that's why it was they would it was always a sign of power you know if you had a small if you had small genitals you had no chance in the world you couldn't beat win in war you couldn't win in whatever and it was just a universally during that era they thought that that was you were not even worth uh fighting and when you had a small cod piece you couldn't even come in the battle or it's short <laughs> shoes in france or whatever yeah the french always do with shoes, shoes make them all long yeah. and skinny and pointy that's right french. real pressy hey? Curled yeah real head. french eh? <laughs> i don't know about them so that was the one story, and all I said was the one word that was questionable. So I got through that one, right? Pretty good. The second story was about Aleister Crowley. You know Aleister Crowley? You ever heard that Mr. Crowley song by Ozzy Osbourne? Mr. Crowley. Oh, yeah. You, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Crowley. It's about Aleister Crowley. Now, I, Aleister Crowley was a man out of England. You ever heard of him? No, I don't think I have. Well, Aleister Crowley, he, you ever hear of The Secret? Oprah's The Secret? Oh, yeah. You know what that is? Dave knows Oprah yeah. well. I wrote, I wrote my own secret, but that's another episode. <laughs> You got your own secret? Have you asked? Have you asked for it and everything? It was, so, anyways, Oprah's got the secret. Well, Aleister Crowley also had the secret, but his secret was during uh, sexual activity, you would think about what you wanted in your head. If you wanted riches, you would imagine gold coins raining upon your head. You know, rain, the gold while you're while you're engaging in like the, a shower of golden yes. coins. So while you're engaging in the uh, the uh, physical activity with your partner. You are imagining gold coins being rained on your head, especially <laughs> during the moment of orgasm. You want to make sure that those gold coins are just raining down when you're when you're met, when you're at the point of you orgasm. The jackpot. Up. Yeah, that's like when the when the slot machine spits out there, right? <laughs> yeah. So then that that's what he believed, and then at one time I the like probably what how it went down. This is like unsubstantiated. It's kind of a theory of mine, but I, I believe that uh, Aleister Crowley was engaging in activity with a partner of some sort, mm-hmm. this sort of way. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, he would imagine riches. And then maybe when he got finished, he got a call from like a dead relative and he inherited some money. And he's like, ah, oh, this works. So he called it sex magic. And he's put a K at the end oh. to make himself seem fancy. He put the K at the end. And, what, what, and so that, that put him on a, on, a, on a path of like great, uh, um, uh, like, uh, huh? Well, yeah, he was on. He was he was prosperous. He started imagining whatever he wanted, and then went for it, and then got it. Like so, it all worked for him. The sex magic thing. So it started to be like some sort of a self fulfilling prophecy or something. Like he kept being justified by this crazy theory, and he kept getting deeper and deeper into more and more twisted uh, sexual uh, activities, in which then he would say this was all working for me, right? So, and uh, one of the things he did was. Uh, he would believe in meditation every day he would wake up with uh, and start his day with some meditation and he would believe that the only way to meditate is by performing oral pleasure or oral uh, cunnilingus on a woman and that that act of cunnilingus while you were meditating was uh, important for facilitating the, the the magic I didn't even know cunnilingus was a word until I ran into uh, a category on my YouPorn, <laughs> on my daily YouPorn, uh, you know. What? Well, yeah, sorry. <laughs> How, and before I don't that, you didn't even know what the what the uh, word meant? Well, no, because like you go on YouPorn, which... <laughs> what are you guys doing? Stop it. It's porn music. <laughs> you think that was the porn That's music? That's not porn music yeah, It was just strong for Abby. Yeah. Right. You guys are way too good for porn. Um, no, but I was like searching through all the categories and I was like, kind of lingus. Like, what is that? So I, but yeah, it's intense. Which one did you turn down to get to that point? 
Harry. <laughs> <laughs> That's another Fair category. Is that, is that for only, like, is that... Also, BBW, I didn't know what that meant either. It sounds bad. Big-breasted women, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Yeah. What does that's the, what I think because all the girls were a little bit. What is the the you know like the one that's a, like the the bondage and stuff? What's that one called? That's an acronym too, isn't it? BDSM. Oh uh, yeah, or I don't watch it. Oh, I don't think they have that on YouPorn. It's Little Two X. Oh what? YouPorn's uh like more of a family. Oh, family porn site. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> family porn site. It is. Yeah. Oh, I should yeah. check that out. Yeah. I've been on it's always. It's not bad. <laughs> like when you when you go to it, it saves it in your favorites. Whereas the other ones, you go to it like it automatically. It's like gone. I just always use the worst porn imaginable dot com, and that's the only one I've ever used. No. Kind of link us though. It's intense. mostly donkeys. Mostly donkeys. I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, you know, I, well, now you know, and that's what it is. It, I know, and I really, I thank you, Porn, for that, because I wouldn't have known. Well, it ties in nicely with today's episode, Abby, because tonight's episode is going to be about education for the young children out there, even the, or the parents, or the young young adults start, starting out, like young Beeve here, and his, and his soon-to-be bride, you know? He needs a few tips to get in. <laughs> well, my there. son would probably come up to me at 14 and say something about cunnilingus, and if it wasn't for you, Porn, I wouldn't even know what that was, right? Yeah, that's right. But knowing know. is half the battle. Right? And now, you're able to be a he better mother to I your don't son. Even know. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It's great for everyone. And that's the thing I think I hope that despite our subject matter tonight, people will see the greater good that we're accomplishing here at Live from the Dutch Hall. And then we'll look past it. The people, the TV people who would scrutinize me for my horrible language would then say, look at this program and say, I understand. We're just trying to help out young children to teach them what cunnilingus means so they don't have to use filthy words like... uh, Eating and... Blah, blah. Yeah, Yeah. we can say that. Yeah, we can say those things, you know. And we wouldn't on this program. No. So, but to get back to Alistair Crowley. Do you like, eat, like eating out though? Like just like, like going for out for dinner? dinner? Like, yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't mean like, you know, I mean, do you like I know eating what you out? Mean, or, you're not yeah. filthy. I would, I, I enjoy it very much yeah. though. And, uh, because, or do you guys eat more at home? Well, uh, which is this? Uh, both of them sound dirty to me. Both well, do you of them prefer, sound like do you prefer eating at home or do you prefer eating out? In the be- uh, you're, are you talking dirty or is this I'm, clean? No, I'm just saying like, do you prefer I, dinner I, at home or dinner out? I prefer dinner with my wife. Okay. Good answer. Oh, Good go. answer. Nailed yeah. that one. Nailed that one. <laughs> yeah. I really did smoke that that question. I'm so proud of myself. Well, to go back to Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley, he he, he meditated while performing Cunnilingus, but he also uh, and and so what I was wanted to ask the the, the audience here today is that it, it, what he, Alistair Crowley did by his radical uh, theories on life was he he developed a following a cult following that i would actually live in his compound and enjoy the the activities well of course somebody would have to be on the receiving end of his meditation right so um if you were and and there were people that agreed to it so the if the sales pitch was to these people to join my cult is that uh the essentially what you're going to do you're going to live in my compound you got to work in the kitchen or whatever but for once a day, for an hour a day, you will receive cunnilingus as part of my meditation thing. And then all my other followers also will perform the act on you uh, or on. It might not be me. It might be someone else because they want to meditate too. everybody in my cult likes to meditate. And so for an hour a day, you you will get to have this performed on you. For a full hour? A full hour every day. <laughs> oh, 
Would you be so awesome? <laughs> you join the cult, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I would. It's an easy cult to follow. So what? I just put like I just close my eyes and just be like, whatever, right? That's right. You just lie down, have a little re- relax, and let whatever happen. Don't bother. Don't look up. Don't look down. down whatever you do. Don't look down. <laughs> okay. Well, you're going up, eh? You're like lying, staying on your head. Well, you never I like know. that. It's more, it's, it's more giving. It's more like accessible for well, you. Well, you can add a little yoga into that. No? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can accomplish two birds, well, one stone. Two birds, one stone. So anyways, my point is, and on the other end of it, to go to a guy and say, hey, the other end you're going to have to like, you know, manage the <laughs> compound. You're going to have to like, you know, fix the fix the broken, the squeaky door and you're going to have to cut the lawn and you're going to have to like, uh, you know, handle the, clean out the stalls of the horse barn because they don't, you know, but then one hour a day you meditate, right? <laughs> but do men find that like meditation or do they yes. find that work? 100% yes. <laughs> 100% meditation? Yeah, I, I don't it. know. I've never asked a men's perspective on that. Never? Not really. You don't ask a man. Like, do you find this like daunting, or do you find this enjoyable? Oh, I don't know. I can't speak for every man. Well, but I think uh, I think it's a great time. Most to, men say it's enjoyable, but I mean, for an hour, like every day, all day. My minors, you know, when I speak to the young children out there that are listening to this program, young men that are trying to maybe just find their way in the world, and they're watching all kinds of filth on the internet. You know, they everything that they see is just. Uh, uh, disgusting by my standards. You know, we used to have magazines that we'd look through and stick together. You know, we didn't we didn't go to the internet for such things. But now you see all kinds of horrible things at your fingertips, very relatively easy. So your 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 whole judgment gets skewed when you're a young man, and you end up saying like uh, you thinking thinking about things wrong. Well, at the life of the Dutch, all I'm telling you, what you should do is concentrate on the on the lady that you're with, and concentrate on making sure so she has a good same, time. Same what? hour with same lady. Same hour, same lady. Yeah, you okay. go an hour. And so, she but you ha- if, said if, the, that the the lady has like, you know. It doesn't matter if she's done or not. She has to go again, oh, and again, okay. and again. With the same. For an hour, man. An hour, you get as many as I want to give you, and that's what's going to happen. So I'm going to meditate. I got a lot to think about. I got to work. <laughs> I got to work out next week's show. It's part of the deal. It's a long time. <laughs> I think that they both end up asleep. Well, it would be. If you do it right, you get you have a little nap afterwards, yeah, <laughs> and then back to work in the kitchen or Recharge. whatever. Yeah. All I'm saying is, and you if know, the man I, snores, the nap might get the lady off. Before we go into the Willow Field, I'm gonna get <laughs> my because sometimes when you snore, you do those like lips, like <laughs> right, right, exactly. I could just do the trick. I could just do the trick. That's what I'm saying. I know. Good point. Good point. So Alistair Crowley, little known fact, a little uh, side on him. If you look at the Beatles' uh, Sgt. Pepper album, which is a poster in the back of my room, you'll see in the in the top left corner, there is a picture of Alistair Crowley. And the reason the Beatles loved Alistair Crowley was because his real, like, if you don't get into the details of the things he's doing, which I didn't even tip do the tip of the iceberg of the sick stuff this guy was into. But uh, he also said, your life is what you make of it. You can do with it what you want is what his main teaching was. And the Beatles liked that because they thought, you know, if they were doing what their parents told them, they'd be working in some factory in Liverpool. And they thought, if you say I can do what I want, then I will do what I want. And that's why they liked Alistair Crowley. So despite the fact he did horrible, uh, (laughs) deviant sexual acts that made him considered to be a Satanist amongst most staunch Catholics out there, he still was uh, a good proprietor of people just enjoying the life that they live and maybe uh, having fun along the way. But uh, you don't have to go as far as poor Alistair Crowley did, um, which was, uh, if you want to know the truth, Dave, it's pretty sick stuff. Do you want to know now? Or it's are you inspiring. What? I wonder if, I bet you John Gameshi's got a picture of him hanging up somewhere too. <laughs> yeah, Gameshi went a little, yeah, he was, a, his was bad. He's, he's a real dirtbag, eh? You know who's a douchebag is uh, Henry VIII. 
Can I say douchebag? Is that a bad one? That's okay. Because it's a real thing. There's a douche bag that you put in. What? That happens. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it a real thing? So anyways, uh, the, the, Henry, I don't the, think that's a real thing. Just I don't like, think so either. No. You don't know? It's, no. it's not a bag of douche? No. No. Vinegar and water in Could a bag? imagine a bag <laughs> full Maybe of douche? I thought you put a bag in there and you squeeze it, little holes in it. I don't know anything about it. What do you do with a bag of douche? What? What do you do with a bag of douche? You put it in your your private area and you rinse it out to give it a nice fresh scent. No, the douche is what you do to get rid of the bag. You don't have a bag full of douche. I'm confused. I'm confused. It's like a a spray. Is this true? Is it your doctor? Is it true? (laughs) I don't know if that's true. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna move on. Good idea. We're gonna move on. Tonight's episode <laughs> is entitled The Wheel of Filth. And so we have here the Wheel of Filth. I've, I've decorated. We have a beautiful picture here live from the Dutch Hall, Wheel of Filth. And we have a hot dog and a donut because that's, in, you know, it's a little, um, that's the thing. So now we will do, without further ado, we will show you this subject matter on the like Wheel the, of Filth. I like the donut. Now, before I do that, I'd like to set it up with a little, a little bit of a setup here on what's going on in our province of Ontario. Most of our listeners are from Ontario. We have listeners from all over the world, as we know, at Live from the Dutch Hall. We have people from every continent in the world, with the exception of, of uh, Antarctica, who hates my program. <laughs> they won't listen to it. But every other continent in the world has listened to Live from the Dutch Hall. But most of my listeners are from Ontario. Most of my listeners are from Canada, and most of my listeners are from Ontario. And for them, I'm going to tell you what's going on in Ontario is that uh, we are now looking at imp- uh, upgrading the uh, the sex ed curriculum. Oh. And uh, it hasn't been updated in some time. We're actually the oldest uh, sex ed curriculum in the country. Every other province has upgraded their sex ed curriculum. In Ontario, every time they've tried, the staunch Catholics and religious right and all the people that get their nuts in a knot about teaching kids about dirty things. Testicles testicles and such you know testicles uh, in a knot i mean not nuts in a knot oh did i say no? oh jesus Is G- oh. <laughs> how much money am i giving the church Lent. already Lent. i'm sorry anyway so sorry about that children but sorry. Less is a lesson. sorry doesn't count anyways the sex education they want to go bring it in and, and uh, in 2010 they tried it and uh a few uh, religious groups got got upset and then uh that's better right they got upset and then they they squashed it because Dalton McGinty had no backbone. And then uh, now Kathleen Wynne won a majority government. She has a bunch of time before she has to get elected again. She's trying to kind of push this one through. And because she thinks it's about time we're not the last province in the country to upgrade their sex ed yeah. uh, curriculum, right? Is this like sex ed starting right from grade five? Like right no, no, no. Like no? I just grade got a one. note home grade one. My son is in grade one right Whoa. now, and I just got wow. a big letter home about how he's learning about where children come from. We just had to do a whole project on this. Really? Yeah, and I'm feeling kind of like weird about it. In grade one, it says right here, in grade one, they, they do a graphic lesson on sexual, sexual body parts, including penis, testicles, vagina, vulva. See, vulva. I, didn't, I didn't hear all that. All I heard was that it was going to be a learning lesson on how children are made and where they come from, and then... Well, apparently on their way out, they come past the vulva. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> my six-year-old son came up to bed, to my uh, husband and I's bed the other day, and he said, Mom and Dad, I know what sex is. And we said, what is it, Quinn? He said, it's when two people lay in bed naked and they kiss. Yes. Perfect. Well, that's true. So, I mean, with a prostitute, if that's you what don't they're getting her, from right? it, then that's what they're getting from it. I you, mean, never, you never kiss a prostitute. That's no. the uh, Julie Ro- I learned that from Pretty Woman. Grade one. 
Grade one. Grade one. What is yeah. that? Six years old. Six Great years old. old. Yeah. It says right here, age six. Yes, that's what oh. it says. And uh, you know, so I'll just let the people, let the, the good people in the television world know that uh, all I'm saying is things that they'll say to people in grade one. That's all. Also, they and then by the time they get up to grade eight, they get into more like risque material. You know, you get into in grade six, they'll get grade into, six. It starts. Yeah. They'll get into masturbation, which is age twelve. Now that's appropriate, right? Age twelve. That's when you're doing that stuff. You should probably know you're not just like. That's when you're getting wet dreams. Well, yeah, and that's let's just unveil the wheel of filth, right? <laughs> because the wheel of filth is going to be helping uh, Kathleen win out, and what we're doing is really not waiting for the bureaucrats to make their decision up on what's going on with uh, with sex education. Life in the Dutch Hall is taking care of that for you. So here, without further ado, uh, is the wheel of filth. <laughs> Wait, Holy oh, yeah. that. We need dramatic. Wait, it's too late. There it is. The wheel of filth. So the topics on the wheel of filth are backdoor romance, nocturnal emissions, premature ejaculation, masturbation. Spelt terribly wrong. Is it? Yes, it is. How are you supposed to spell it? It's a U R, not an E R. Masturbation? I'm the master. I'm the master of my bation. What? That's not a grammar show. That's not what it is. I told you I'd screw that up. We're on TV. We are on TV. Anyways, masturbate. Look, where's my? Shake it off. What are we gonna do? Master. I don't. Not an idiot. Yeah. But I believe I'm the master. See, but if we weren't on TV, nobody would have ever yeah. known. No one would have known that. Thanks for pointing it out to my listening audience at home too. We have genital size and shape, and we got the always popular feedback. We got feedback, the G spot, and texting while driving. Oh, interesting. So now. One thing I didn't do was pull. Now we're just going to pull out. Uh, how about we do odds and evens? Everyone stick their hands up. At one, two, three, you stick your hand up. Either do one finger or two fingers, okay? So ready? You got it? Ever, all our listening audience, that's you guys okay. all. Okay. One or two? You either put up a one finger or two fingers, okay? Ready? One, two, three. Am right. I included? Yeah, you're included. You're Jack. listening okay, audience. Okay, so Julie and uh, Jane, you put one, two, three, put up one finger, two fingers. All right, so uh, Jane, you're up first. Oh, hot seat. Awesome. Get her in the hot So we have seat. our first guest tonight. This is the lovely and talented uh, Jane Van Dyke, my wife, which is a great way to start, really, because, uh, Jane, here's some headphones for you. Put those oh, on. Okay. Enjoy yourself. I've been missing these. Do you need a drink or anything, honey? You yeah, she does. Where does her drink? Yeah, there it is. So we're starting here today. Uh, we have my love. Will I need one? Yes. Jane, we have the lovely. Yes, you are. <laughs> we have the lovely and talented Jane Van Dyke here from the such episodes as "Go Blank Your Selfie," the female orgasm. You're on the female orgasm, which is probably the most sexually charged episode ever of Live from the Dutch Hall. Yeah, could have uh, been way worse though. Very clinical, I thought. Yeah, yeah. very clinical. <laughs> we did. Well, it was with your sister. Yes, oh. which was it made it very uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, it made it very uncomfortable. Not for me. So, but Jane, would you like me to spin the wheel? See where it ends up? Yeah. All right, ready? Let's go. One, two, three. Yes. Ready? What do we got? Oh, oh premature oh. ejaculation. <laughs> yes. Oh, love this topic for you, So, Jane. as always, we take, the, we take the square off so we don't have to use that square again. Oh, look at this. 
piece of the pie gone. There we go. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> is that is that figs? <laughs> it's figs and a nice banana. It's a nice dessert. A little cinnamon. A little. Jane, I, think, I feel like you're going to be so knowledgeable in this topic. <laughs> <laughs> Just say Actually, it. Actually, wait. No. No, this is an interesting topic to bring up. I'm glad I have a female uh, guest uh, here, uh, albeit my wife, that exposed me for my, my shortcomings in you know, the bedroom. You've improved greatly over the years. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate the compliment. Now, uh, <laughs> sometimes, now I have to ask you, right, and this might go to some other people in the room too, what do you think would constitute uh, premature ejaculation like at what point in time would you say that no longer classifies as premature like that's a mature ejaculation you know what what what, uh, what, uh, what moment in, in if you're timing the if you're yeah is it, yeah so is here. it a time is it like one minute or is it like uh when i'm not finished yet <laughs> so yeah, it's premature to what expense <laughs> yeah. like premature to where like yeah. You're just getting started or premature to your wife? Yes. Yeah, so right. Well, I guess that, it would depend the on... That's question, right? So yeah. you're saying premature means uh, before you're ready to have him finish, right? right? So it depends on the lady. If the lady is uh, quick case at... Case by case. Yeah. So maybe, uh, is it fair to say, I'm just saying, like I'm just, I'm just along this train of thought saying that if by chance this person you're with is premature ejaculating. I'm doing quotation marks for the people uh, listening to the podcast. Because yes, it's all relative. Maybe the fault is with the woman who doesn't get off quick enough. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I think the words. fault is with the man that's thinking too much about what the woman's about to do. <laughs> Abby... <laughs> Come on, I'm winning here. No, I know. Well, I know it's like true, this, though. It's true. I think the man gets ahead of himself, and he's thinking about what the woman's about to do, and he's thinking in that in his head, and then he's like, mm. and no. then it's like, oh, she didn't actually do it yet. Damn. I'll tell right? you. Little, and then it's like two minutes later. Uh. I hear yeah. what you're saying. I hear what you're right? saying. It's no, what happened? Is that the time? Two minutes. It's, a, it's a valid point. I agree with you. It's a valid point. <laughs> what I'm saying here is what I'm saying here is that. Let's just say, for example, I, I would disagree with you because I'll tell you what a guy's thinking when he's doing it. He's saying like, uh, dead babies, dead babies, dead babies. <laughs> Excuse um, me? He's trying to do everything he can to think about whatever he's not doing. <laughs> Grandma's underwear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're just trying to like, trying to get, think of horrible thoughts, you know, like uh, baseball, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like an old man, uh, you know. Uh, bending over the putting in the bathtub plug you know that sort of stuff yeah. it's the stuff to keep it going you know like I'm pretty like, sure when I'm right. watching my cunnilingus videos I'm not thinking about dead no, babies no cause you're a woman just saying cause you're a woman yeah the but difference you're a man and you know what you're thinking about what you should be thinking about yeah but I'm you're not thinking about dead babies okay, you don't lie you like you're stop. lying you're no, lying no it's not listen yes you're lying oh, Abby when you have to stop you have to stop <laughs> you have to let me get in a word in edgewise and this is this is what it is for you, you're a woman. Of course, you're going to take your time. You do it on your own level. Every We have to abide by your clock. If you are going to be... <laughs> I know. You put your hands down on the sheets and you grip them we tight. Say, and you're like, no, it's not now. It's not now. No, that's it's right. Now. You it's wait. now. It's happening. Well, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It's good to... That's brought... what happens when you're married Come to on, women. Finish. Sorry. You ha- I know. But I'm, everyone's, like, everyone who's married to a woman, which is most people, uh, every heterosexual married person is married to a woman. They don't have a married man. And, and those people, if they're worth their salt, if they're a good man that's trying to, he's going to sit there and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to think about dead babies because that's the only thing. Cause you I'm need worried. to stop saying that though. I find that so offensive <laughs> to be honest. Because of the babies part? Yes. I find that 
grandma's really rude. underwear. Well, it's I don't the worst like thing. that. I'd rather you say grandma's underwear than dead babies. I think that's well, awful. I think okay. I, I Just apo- saying, I do. I apologize, but that's it was ma- my honest opinion. Yes, but you have to sh- shut up now. <laughs> so uh, we we have uh, why because you know I have a point. Well, I'm gonna g- right. You know it. I have a point on the fact that that's Swear totally to awful. We're gonna have to kick her out soon. Like honestly, kick me if she doesn't stop. Yeah, but you know what? You're gonna she kick me to out because out. you know I have a point because that would offend I'm addressing a lot of the point. If you, if you shut up long enough to hear it, you'd hear that I'm gonna that uh, I'm addressing the point. You're right. You're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. And if a man's worth his salt, he's gonna he's gonna think about horrible things. Which one of which is not dead babies? I'm not saying that's it anymore. So awful. Zip. And then right. I'm, I'm not saying it anymore. But I don't think I ever said it at once. I can't get a point out. <laughs> right? I know because you're your the point guest. Sucks. Abby, please let me talk to my guest here, Jane. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to cut her mic off soon. I swear to God, you cut that mic if she says anything <laughs> again. That's fourth mic. If she says anything again. Twenty minutes. All right. So, if my point is there, there because I agree with what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. But if you're worth your salt, you're going to think about not yourself, not about how quickly you can achieve the climax that is involved in sexual activity. That's all clean stuff I just said. Very yeah. proud of it. <laughs> but you're going to think about your you're going to think about your your lady friend that's that's uh, engaging in the activity with you, right? You're going to want to make sure she's having a good time and that she's going to go to bed and not have to snuggle with you because, it, to be honest, it makes you uncomfortable, right? <laughs> and if you spend the extra time making sure that your significant other is happy. She falls asleep and doesn't touch you. And it's a very happy thing, right? See, it's a win-win. It's Life win-win. is always better when it's win-win. So I did research. And I did research with my with my cousin Mike. Remember Mike? We watched the research video. It was great. A little bit uncomfortable, but great. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> but they tell you some techniques, Jane. And uh, one of which... To we, avoid premature ejaculation? Yes, and there's yeah, a lot yes. you can do. There's a lot you can do oh, as a lady nice. to help your male friend through these trying times. Oh, well, because I would. I always like to be helpful. You should be helpful. <laughs> one of the things you can do. One of the things you can do is uh, when it comes to the point where the man feels that he's going to finish and he shouldn't, is you ask him to he, to uh, uh, remove himself from your body, right? <laughs> and then you grip him by the genitals and you hold your thumb on the left hand side. I like the left hand side. You know, just not in the middle, but on the left hand side. You give it a grip. You put some pressure with your thumb. Just under the helmet, uh, the, the or, yeah, is that that's yeah, the helmet, under the helmet. I don't know what else to call that. And then, uh, <laughs> and then you you wait, and you talk about things like uh, like grandma's underwear. <laughs> no, no, you still want to maintain a uh, oh, you still oh, want to maintain yes. the mood. You don't want to go there yet. So you talk. Maybe you have maybe you smooch, a, maybe you kiss a little bit on the yeah, mouth, you mouth kissing. You know, maybe gotcha. maybe you just say like. Uh, you know uh, how much good time you're having or something but not too much you don't want to have too much of a good time because that's going to get not going to help them. you want to calm them down a little bit you just right. give it a good grip maybe and then you let them wait and then uh, you maybe you kiss while you and whenever you settle down back to business you gain a little bit and if you do that one or two times it ends up giving you a few uh, uh like the extra thing and actually the gotcha. guy calms down he, his body starts to adjust right so you end up getting a longer uh, session out of it Another thing you can do if you're the men at home, I'm looking at you and, and, and all these young fellas in the room, is that um, you well you might want switch it up, just switch it up, just move, and just try another move. Yeah, yeah, that's the time to switch. Yeah, switch it up. Good point. Good point, Beef. That's why we have these people on because See? we can all learn from each other's knowledge. Here. <laughs> there you go. And what he just told us a round table. Pete, I was wondering what that uh, what that technique was called. Did we learn that? Is the, it just uh, called the squeeze technique? The squeeze technique. Yes, okay. the squeeze okay, I technique. I just want to clear that up. 
Another technique you can use if you're interested, folks, is the uh, called the uh, side slide, oh, yes. which is a sexual position that you can use where the woman lies on her side, um, exposing her genitals to the man, and then the man will then scissor, the kind of like scissor, mm-hmm. putting her leg up on his shoulder. Now I have to warn you, and this was uh, in our in our uh, video that we watched. It was uh, told to us that we should be warned that this is a very athletic sexual position. Yes. So what you want to do before with your lover is you want to prepare stretch out. and stretch out. <laughs> what they suggest is maybe doing a sensual massage. <laughs> a sensual <A> massage. massage. <laughs> and the sensual massage will help you to, as far as foreplay, but also become more limber because. You're both thrusting in such a fashion that the woman can thrust and the man can thrust. But you don't get the deep penetration to allow uh, so that you're not, he's not actually getting as much fun out of it. So he doesn't, he doesn't premature ejaculate. So there's one thing. Another thing that you do a young man at home, if you're just listening to this program at home (laughs) and you're wondering, what can I do to last longer? Maybe next time. You're wondering, what can I do with young men at home? (laughs) That's you. That's yeah. That's right. another two two different questions. Uh, you can next time you're urinating um, in a snowbank or something, uh, or even just in the toilet, like a regular person that doesn't live yeah. in Pinegrove. Um, <laughs> you can uh, you can in midstream. What you're supposed to do is try to like stop the stream of urine. Like Kegel exercises, right? It's for just it's exactly like the Kegel exercises, yeah. Jane. And you hold that muscle, and the longer you hold that muscle, the longer then you can then pro. It control, it's the same muscle you'd use to to uh, prolong your uh, lovemaking mm. session before ejaculation. I see. So that that's one way you can do it. I, there's another factor I think in premature ejaculation: how long it's been um, that the psi's are building. I you think suppose. that shortens the time frame? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> and, uh, and it's important that you bring that up because it's not the man's fault. It's a fault maybe of just the situation. How when long the is tank's it? full, you got what else are you yeah. going to do? Right? If anything, it's well, a Well, you could prepare. Here. That's what you could do. You could prepare. That's right. And annually release the, the PSI the there. A beforehand, a little pregame warm-up. Well, there, yeah, the, there's, uh, there's different theories there because... Um, some say that if you train yourself through, and um, we can get into this in the masturbation thing, but... Uh, well, that's why you just got to go... <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to draw someone's name. But if they go... Uh, but anyways, they if they got the... If they were to like uh, masturbate quickly, you know, if you were to masturbate quickly, <laughs> then, uh, you were, then um, you're training yourself to finish quickly. And if you're... Oh. And then therefore, you're, you're building bad habits. Oh. So even when you're doing that, you should probably do techniques in order to prolong it. So use the squeeze technique. Use your Kegel exercises. <laughs> do all the things you need to do in order to prolong the activity. There's lots of things. The reverse cowboy is also a great position oh, yes. in order to prolong the activity. But you should keep your eyes closed because if you open your eyes, it's too sexy. And then there's nothing you can do about it. Right, so um, just a, this is why we this is the this is why we end it with that. Okay, I good. Do you agree? <laughs> I agree. I can't open my eyes in that position. I don't find the reverse cowboy sexy. Okay, it's you, not good you for guys anyone. Both, you can close your eyes and move move on. <laughs> yeah, go to a different one. Right? All right, thank you very much, Jane, well for coming Jane. in. Well done. Well done. All right, let's hear it for Jane. We did it. We pretty good. I, I think I screwed up. You didn't screw yeah. up. Yeah. Was anyone uncomfortable with that? No. no. Negative. <laughs> All right, everybody. Ready? One, two, three. Hold up one or two fingers. One, two, three. All right, Abby's up. Ready? All right, I'm gonna spin it. 
Oh, texting while driving. We already started with texting while driving. Jane, can you please uh, deliver the uh, treats for texting while driving? Oh, treats? Down here, Jane. Uh, nice oyster. A nice treat. Yeah, Abby, you like oysters? What you like freshly shucked oysters? All of them just had them on Valentine's Day. Oh, they're supposed to be an aphrodisiac. They are. Yeah, did it work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it always works. Yeah. Are they inside? Well, Not te- that I need favorite. oysters. Well, texting while driving is our, seg- our subject. How do you feel about the subject matter, Abby? Um, Indifferent, I think. Um, I don't promote it, but just yes, popsicles. I do it. Oh, um, is it still everything okay still? Yeah. Uh, so as much as I say it's uh, it's awful, I, I find myself doing it. Oh yeah. So we got James giving out some treats, uh, some nice bananas for if you're hungry because we don't Did feed it people enough. I just had a banana. It was delicious. I couldn't resist oh, really? when I saw I that first picture. It. You know, bananas are really an, interesting, eat a banana. an interesting fruit. Abby, did they you know, are. did you know that? Yes. So um, there's no way of eating a banana as a woman. Without um, having some dirty man watch you eat the banana and think dirty thoughts, is that true? That, because um, so, what are you saying? Like I'm driving I know on the it's highway, a lot of wa- eating a banana, and some guy drives up beside me, and he's like, mm. "Yeah, well, watch the way you eat it." Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. But if you, that's why girls break it off and put it in their mouth because they right, don't want to yeah. be they don't want to be sexualized, right? Agreed. By eating a fruit. Agreed. Right. And so I, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. You break no. it off. You do whatever you want. Right. I never break it off. Just saying. You don't do that? No. Why would I break it off? It's not meant to be broken off. This is a thing of beauty. No, I have to ask This you. is a thing of beauty. Why would I break this apart to eat it? Well, I have to ask you a follow-up question then. Do you eat in one bite? <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm married to a fucking... Ooh. Oh, get out of here. Okay, I need a hall pass. Couldn't do it. Hall pass. Couldn't do it. You have to get out. You have to get out, and we'll bring you back. It's, a, it's the rules of the game. It's the rules of the game. It's television. All right, everyone that's remaining, hold up one or two fingers. One, two, three. Serious? I have to leave. You do. That's the rules. Veeves up. Oh my God. No swearing. Good luck. <laughs> it's the rules of the game. That was so close. All right, Beeve. Come on, Beeve. So what are we on here? We're on uh, texting Text. while driving. <laughs> I think I got away you get with to one. Be back in. I think I got away with one here. <laughs> Where's your banana? <laughs> Where's no, Beeve's banana? No. So now, you know texting while driving Beeve is a dangerous thing, and it's a matter of public safety for the entire world, correct? Okay. Correct. I totally and agree. They're inventing Google cars in order to prevent us from uh, texting while driving because we can't stop ourselves because it's too much fun, right? Mm-hmm. You can't stop yourself. I can't stop myself. I don't think anyone can. You're just looking out for the police and texting while driving. But what it could be more dangerous than texting while driving is what I thought. So what I ended up thinking about was... Uh, what would be more dangerous? This question is posed to you and in the entire room. Texting while driving or receiving fellatio while driving. Which would be more dangerous? Dude, should I have thinking Dude. music? Hmm. Yeah, that's what yeah. yeah, what was my thinking yeah, music? Yeah, just thinking that's music. Right. Do you ready? That's a good question. I still think texting while driving. I still think texting while driving. Has that been, no. your, has that been yeah. your personal experience? Why? Why? Because you can look at the world and distance yourself from what's going on in your lap, the glorious yeah. activity. Yeah, I, I still, because texting while driving, you're going <laughs> to, your eyes are going down while you're texting while driving. But your eyes can stay on the road yeah. and you can just like, but you don't close? You don't, are you not tempted to close your eyes? No. 
Hey, now, Pete, I'm just no too caught. that say fellatio and driving kills. I haven't seen one on the highway. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. actually have that. That's true. The record speaks for itself. There's never been a public service announcement, a commercial, or nothing against that. Now, no. how about this one? How about this one? This is going to step it up. Maybe a more uh, a question for your lovely fiance yeah. sitting on the other end of the room. Yeah. And you got the microphone in front of you, Julie. Maybe uh, you can uh, help me on this one. What would be more dangerous, texting while driving or uh, receiving uh, digital stimulation while driving? What do you think? I still stick texting. to it. I still think it's texting. Same thing because of the warning? Because honestly, every time I text, I always swear if I can't keep texting. <laughs> 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 I try so hard, but I suck. <laughs> All right. So the last, the last one, because this has seemed to be a pretty easy game. We're yeah. going to whisk through this game. It is a pretty quick one. Yeah. The last one would be, let's say, for example, we're going to step it up a notch, mm-hmm. right? You're in a car, and you could either text while driving, or you could lie in your seat. You could uh, accept a person in your lap that's uh, standing on their head, uh, like their head is buried into your lap, Yeah. and they're, they're, they're um, vertically upward with their genitals in your face. Like, so their legs are flopped over the headrest. Yes. Cool. Okay. I got I got a visual. If you're with a, a small person, like a, a little person or something like dwarf that, or or likewise or, yeah. or likewise, then th- there wouldn't have as much to flop over. Maybe just like a little bit, like a little like a, uh, a baby yeah. legs. Yeah, shoulder pads on or something. <laughs> and then uh, and uh, and the arms are maybe gripping around your buttocks just for support. Yeah, right. And you're driving, and and uh, you're now. I give uh, anybody credit. I can do that. Like. You're creating quite the visual here. <laughs> well, this is, yeah. So you're in a, in your car. You're doing your. You have your. You have genitals in your face. You have to do your business as well. Like you're. You're. You want to be a good uh, uh, reciprocator. Yeah. You don't want to be selfish, right? You want to be a, a giving person. Right. Or you're a giving person. Mm-hmm. And then you're receiving at the same time and yeah. driving. So you're giving, receiving, and driving at the same oh, time. That's, that's that can be pretty dangerous. <laughs> More dangerous than texting while driving. I think so. Oh. I think so because because you're not gonna eat a meal and not look down at your food, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good point, right? Yes, bravo, yeah. bravo. You want to look at every bite? Yes, that is true. That is true, beef. And that's why that's why we kicked out of you. All right. So this brings us to our good buddy, the Haitian dwarf, who every week uh, gives us feedback. And uh, I just, I don't know why I thought of him with that particular episode, but I thought maybe the Haitian dwarf, because of his stature, would be more fitting. Like, more, he would fit in that space better than other people, you know? And then he would be able to. You have chocolate and yeah, vanilla popsicle? Oh. That's a dirty oh. trick. This would be a quick one right there. Yeah. I hope, anyways. You can't just make her eat it now. Should be a quick decision. Caucasian. She swallowed that chocolate popsicle in one bite. I didn't even, she didn't even hesitate. Yeah, you're allowed back. Yeah, of course. No, you don't. Just take one. Yes. Jane, you're doing dirty tricks. We lost the moment. We lost yeah. the moment. Yeah, Abby. <laughs> there you go. Abby got the chocolate. So the Haitian Dwarf every week gives us his feedback, and he's one of our best friends of the show, but we cannot uh, we cannot play his theme song today, but we will read his feedback, hoping that he can do it. And uh, Dave, can you read the Haitian Dwarf's feedback for this week? I've got it right here. It says episode 61. Uh, five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Yeah. About. Five stars. Yeah. Keep five top stars. Notch. yeah. He's a terrific guy. So episode 61 last week was with... Uh, 
Grey Cup champion Shane Bergman. Oh, Grey Cup champion Shane Bergman. Let's hear Woo! it from him. Yeah. Grey Cup champion. Yeah. He works as a, as a fellow athlete. <laughs> I can relate to Mr. Bergman. There's really nothing like the roar of the crowd as you slam into something solid. <laughs> Looking forward to this week's video podcast HD. Well, let's hear it for the Haitian Dwarf. Thank you very All much right. for giving our feedback every week. And also, it's a great time to uh, to really uh, when we're thinking about our fans and our and, and everyone. We should also thank our sponsors. We have two great sponsors. If you go to live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com, or no, sorry, just go to www.livefromthedutchhall.com. Click on the Amazon banner. Do all your Amazon shopping. You can uh, help out the Live from the Dutch Hall program. Make us better every week. Maybe even throw a few bucks at these uh, lovely people who have come to videotape us. Uh, or you can go and click on the uh, the VG Meats coupon. We got a new one up there for tenderloins that came out this Ooh. week. So if you go on and click on the VG Meats coupon on the Live from the Dutch Hall website, you can go on to VG Meats and either Simcoe or Stony Creek and enjoy great savings, and all of the proceeds will go down to help out Live from the Dutch Hall. Abby, you are eating that chocolate popsicle aggressively. <laughs> aggressively. I can't even... You're doing it while you're looking at me angrily. You're biting at <laughs> Because I'm so mad at you. I didn't even say a full swear word. I, I caught myself All I can think of right now is pretty... You get two cracks at it. It's going to be actually a blessing for you because yeah. you right? get back up. Okay. You get back in on the one and twos because you never finished. Well, B, thanks for coming up right, and buddy. doing this thing. Yeah. Way to go, yeah, buddy. buddy. All right, everybody. One, two, three. We'll put up your fingers. One or two. The people that haven't been up. So one, two, three. <laughs> Abby's back up. Here. <laughs> That's the lyrics. Yeah, what do you want? Feedback, feedback, feedback. No. It's the worst one. I don't want that one. I nominate Julie. Julie, I nominate you. No, no. You can't. Really? Come on, we'll do it. We'll talk. It's falling apart. All right. Feedback, we got feedback. Ready, guys? You got to play it? We'll worry about oh, yeah, that after. We're totally <laughs> All right, Abby. All right. So you had, you had your first mishap, eh? What was the word I'm you sorry. Remember? I apologize. Was it the F word? It was, and I'm sorry. Yeah. But you know what? My three-year-old daughter tonight, she came home from the baby. She kept saying it. Tonight, it was because of her. I'm sorry. She was kept saying the F word? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's a bad thing. I had to put so uh, soap in her mouth. Did you make her just put it in her own mouth? Mm, I put it in. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. It tastes that's terrible. Old she heard school. it at the, that's she heard it at the sitters. <laughs> and uh, it was in my head. I'm sorry. Did you did you taste the soap out of guilt? Was it liquid or bar? <laughs> yeah, liquid. Irish Spring, guys. Oh, really? A Heavy bar? duty. Like yeah. Uh -huh. How long did you how long do you put it in there for? Like have you did you have I don't that know, done but I think that the soap is expired because I don't buy bar soap. You don't? Mm -mm. Why? Oh, it's all like uh. It's like it's like axe and like the the squirty stuff. I don't buy bar soap. Oh yeah, I always use mm. a bar soap. Do you? Yeah, I'm old school. Put that right in your butt crack. Scrub it right up. In my it's butt a, crack. It's a self cleaning. It's a self cleaning uh a tool. It's a tool. It's, it cleans itself. I know, but my it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect. My invention. butt crack's cleaner than your butt crack. I use a bar of soap. I can't even imagine it. <laughs> it's it's hideous. I can't even know how you get cleaner in a bar of soap. Anyways. Feedback, we got feedback. Let's do it, boys. Hey. We got, got feedback. Feedback. Oh, welcome to feedback. We got feedback, everybody. This week's feedback, feedback, we got feedback is brought to you by the same people we just plugged before we did feedback. We got feedback, so we don't have to do it again. But it's VG Meets and uh, Amazon, in case you were wondering. 
But uh, so every week we get feedback from our listeners. This week we got a lot of feedback actually from the Shane Bergman episode. And uh, we also got uh, new listeners from uh, Antwerp, Belgium, Redwood City, California. We've got Delhi, Ontario. Oh. And some uh, some people from Calgary, Alberta listen to their, their hometown boy, uh, Shane Bergman, on last week's show. So thank you to all our new listeners for live with that talk. Yeah. Now, one of the things we got for feedback, we got feedback this week. I had one lady in particular I'd like to mention. She was, uh, she's, she, she was, uh, she said she was a Pine Grove resident, which is my little subdivision I live in here, which was surprising to me. She said she's lived in Pine Grove her whole life. She works at VG Meats, and she listened to the VG Meats episode, and she said she thought the show was great. And so she followed me on Twitter and sent me that message. So for her, I just wanted to give a big round of applause and say thank you very much for the feedback. You're you can be our listener of the week, even though I don't remember. I was just going to say, do you even know her name? I don't know. I well, don't then you paid photo. so much attention to the conversation. Oh, I forget. I forget. She, okay. I know her, but I don't, I don't know if she feels comfortable me uh, recognizing her publicly, too, with her name, because then... Uh, right. That's just a way of you saying, I it, friggin' forget her name. I do. I, I, I know her last name. It's Yuhas. Uhas. Uhas. Yeah. That's what I remember. With a J? I don't remember her first name. Sorry. Okay. I wasn't okay. prepared. You, you can let it go and let yeah. me go on with the show so I feel like I'm not an <laughs> it's idiot. It's gone. I have, I'm, not, I'm not holding you back. All right. Well, feedback we got feedback is not dirty, but I think it was a time. What I'd like to talk to you about in feedback, Abby, is uh, the fact that we are doing this show live video. And we ha- and every week, you've been here a number of times, right? Like, what, four or five times? Yep. I Pro- think this is my fifth or sixth. And basically, what I've done is taken away all your tools, haven't I? I've taken away swearing i've taken away cigarettes i've taken away well i haven't taken away booze you still get booze like that's nice isn't it but it's great yeah thanks (laughs) so awesome but do you think since the beginning of the show since like getting a comfortable with the fact that there's so many people in the room do you think that you've it's like we were able to get over it i'm over it i have a i have a comment about feedback though what is it i feel like um with every episode you do that you say, okay, we're going to do feedback. We got be- feedback. And then you, you have like a probably 20 to 30 minute interlude where you do this freaking ramble. And then you're like, okay, we're going to do feedback. <laughs> and it's like, no, like you totally forgot about that. I know you were you- supposed to do it like 20 minutes ago. Well, I've already done it. I got it all out of the I way. I know, but then by the time you do it, nobody gives a sh- Yeah, I know. But I don't oh, care. It's just a way to change gears. It's actually a mechanism to change gears. You get business out of the way, and then you can kind of get a break from whatever you're doing. Right. But you're like, okay, we're going to uh, do feedback. And then you just get so off course that by the time we do feedback, nobody gives a about feedback. Yeah. You know what? It's actually the most common feedback I get is that feedback sucks. Yeah. They go, they- and I know you, and I feel like, I feel like feedback is something you just have to do because it's like part of your show. It's like, we got to do feedback because everybody just expects feedback, but I don't really th- like, I think we're over it now. And I don't think really that moving forward from today, you really need to do feedback, but, but, uh, but, but yeah, it's got a jingle. You can do the song, but I don't really think you need to do the feedback part. Yeah. There's two reasons why we have to, and the Haitian dwarf. I mean, we all know he's made up. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's a real person. He well, gives he's me a real person, but he's not Haitian and he's not a dwarf. So why? Have you because met him? I know who he is. No, you know? do not. I do too. You should. We should get her out of here right away. Eh? She's gonna. It's don't blow anything. It's I know the only time you want to get me out is when I 
you kind of when you, I have a point or when I blow your cover well, because I don't know if you really know who it is. I don't know who it is, so I want to keep it a secret because I like the fact that a Haitian right. dwarf every well, week. It can be a secret to you, but it's not to me, it's nice and it's fantasy. not to a lot of your listeners. So your, I think that you should email, probably get over it. Your think, email's gonna yeah, light up after fi- this, Abby. Yeah. With listeners know. wanting to know. Hey, we're going to get all new feedback after this. <laughs> <laughs> I know his I real name. I know his real name. You guys want my email address? I know. I don't even want to create a whole new segment. One hour? Okay. Well, anyways, that was feedback. We got feedback, Abby. Thank you very much. We got we got three more to go through. All right. Next thing. One, two, three. Put your hands up. One, two, three. One again. One, two, three. Oh. One, two, three. He was giving in. There you go. Try it. Ah, nocturnal emission. Perfect. This is going to work out better. Now Back we in have the hot a, seat. We have the man that writes the music for the show, the rooster, Dave Charters, Woo. is up here. Should we play the let's hear for the rooster? His theme song? Is that the Metal Rooster? Where is it? Real uh, pleasure to be here tonight. All right, Dave. We got uh, nocturnal emissions. We're running out of time. We're already you past, like the death metal rooster. <laughs> we're already past an hour. Uh, Before, I, I I don't want to drag it out, but I, I have to know what that last picture is because I couldn't see it when I was sitting over there. Which one? This one? Not yeah. the oyster. Yeah. This no. is roast beef. Ross LaBeouf. Oh. Roast beef. I can see your curiosity. I can really. Oh, is that a fish taco? That's a fish taco, Dave. Love yes, those. that's a fish taco. So, uh, nocturnal emissions, Dave. Uh, the Nocturnal Emissions, uh, do you know what that is? It's the name of your band. You should know what it is, don't you? <laughs> I do. I think, you know, if you just break down the words, it means something. Uh, nocturnal is night, and emission means, like, something comes out. Right. Something comes right. out at night. Uh, the colloquial term, the uh, the uh, the layman's term, if you will, uh, is the wet dream. Wet dream, which is appropriate oh. to say on television. Okay. And they actually teach about it in school in grade... Uh, grade one? No, grade, uh, grade seven or six or whatever, when you're 12, whatever that is. Okay. They teach about this. Now, it says that uh, nocturnal emissions is a spontaneous orgasm occurring during sleep uh, that includes ejaculation for a male or vaginal wetness or an orgasm or both for a female. Nocturnal emissions are most common during adolescence and early in the early uh, adult years, uh, but they can happen anytime after puberty. Um, for women, some research, researchers... Like there's researchers out there that research this, their yeah. job, they, they, their mission in life. They wake up every day. They say, I'm going to work, honey. And what they do is they think about uh, women that are sleeping and having vaginal wetness. And uh, this is what they consider their research, well, right? They, they sw- swab the bed? I don't know what they do. Yeah, where do they research it? But, the, but these they have re- like a lab or something? It says on Wikipedia, this is from Wikipedia. Okay. And it says on Wikipedia that these researchers have added the requirement that the woman should have to awaken during the orgasm and perceive that the orgasm has occurred before it counts as a wet dream. Otherwise, it doesn't count as a female wet dream. What is it then if it's... It is just, just uh, a dream? Just a dream that made you a little bit, have a little bit of vaginal wetness. It could have just been like, uh, I don't know. We can call it wet sheets. <laughs> I don't know. But I, sweat the bed. Yeah, a, sweat the bed. <laughs> <as> a, <laughs> sweat the bed. But the guy can, if the guy sleeps right through it, that's, that's still... Uh, There's evidence of it. There's evidence of it. And then this, this, what they're saying is vaginal lubrication alone does not mean that the female has had an orgasm. So she's saying unless the orgasm occurs, then it doesn't count as a wet dream. Oh, I see. And if you're just having vaginal wetness during the during the sleep slumber, then it doesn't. Uh, right. It doesn't count. It doesn't. And, ca- and to quantify the 
the orgasm, it has to, like, they use the wakefulness to quantify that, like, to measure. If she doesn't wake up, it's probably not an orgasm. Is that what they're getting at? No, they're saying if she doesn't wake up, yeah, then there's no way of proving that it's an orgasm. You may have had an orgasm in your sleep, slept through the whole thing. And then that was a legitimate wet dream, but without the document, without anyone to, it's like ah. if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, does it really make a sound, right? Yeah, I get it. So if you have a, if you have a, uh, an orgasm in this, in, in your slumber, but all you wake up to is vaginal wetness and no orgasm, then does it, did you really have a wet, right. a female wet dream is a, is the point. Where with the young man, there would be some evidence. Right. It's like you a wet dream with instructions. Right? right. Your underpants are sticky. <laughs> yeah. Like, um. <laughs> Like, uh, also, I, I don't think it's the same with women. Like, uh, if a man does not relieve the PSIs, then uh, the man will have a nocturnal emission, correct? The reason I know this is from research myself that I conducted when I was a young man, as a 21-year-old man. <laughs> what I did was I went to school in England, as has been established on the show. I went to school there for four months. And when I went there, I was in love with a young girl from home, you know, Jane. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go across overseas, have a whole bunch of women from all over the world who are gorgeous. And ready to do dirty things with me, and I'm not going to do anything with them because I love my wife so much, and I'm yeah. thinking, or my girlfriend at the time. I loved her, and so I didn't want to do any of those nasty things. But what I and also I went a step further. It was kind of like a Dave Charters type of Lenten promise I made myself, but it had nothing to do with Lent. I was just doing it for my period, like a test to see if I could go without touching myself for the full four months. Well, two weeks in, on the top bunk bed of over top of a new friend I just made. <laughs> A nocturnal emission happened. Really? <laughs> yeah, swear to God. And every time I have a nocturnal emission, my dreams are horrible. They're not even sexy. They're like something bad, like a girl I didn't even like in grade school that I fell on top of when I was playing volleyball or something like that. Whoa. Like it was never, never sexual. I'm never it's like. Twisted. Yeah, it was terrible. This, it's not. I wonder good. if that's common or if that's just some. Well, do you like have? Maybe have you had them? Have you had them? I can't recall a, like a time where I thought, "Wow, I had a wet dream last night." But I probably did. I imagine it. every young man does. Right. I would imagine. You don't remember a wet dream in your life? No. Oh, I find that to be absolutely shocking. Never no. in your life because you're such a masturbator. That's probably it, yeah. Because you're such an aggressive masturbator. I'm, work, I'm working towards it with my new super group. It's something I'm working towards. Well, you know what you do? Part of your Lenten promise, just take a little break and see how long it takes you to shoot off on your own. It's a great experiment and Jesus would like it. Because you're not doing all those nasty things where you're touching yourself. Maybe I'll wait till after lunch. Next year. Next year, eat all the steak and stuff you want. And just stay stay fat and happy like Buddha. And then just keep, just don't touch yourself like a filthy like beggar that you are. Like Take a, take some time off of it. What do you think? Oh, well, we'll negotiate. <laughs> it's on the <laughs> table. All right, let's take nocturnal missions. That's the whole subject. Right, Thanks, dude. Right. All right, ready? Well, who's got fingers left? Julie and Paul? Yeah. And Mike. Okay, ready? One, two, three. One, two, three. All right, Mike's up. Oh, masturbation. At least nicely. Oh, things coming off. Masturbation. Masturbation. Those are melons. Those are like cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe, yeah. So Mike Bo, the other member of my house band, Nocturnal Emissions, and uh, part of a big, big supporter of the show, one of the one of the most frequent guests we've ever had on Live from the Dutch Hall. Thanks for coming in, Mike. Thanks for having me, Pete. It's always a pleasure, and uh, just uh, happy to support the Nocturnal Emissions and be a, be a part of it tonight. Well, it's a real thrill for you, that's for sure. I, I'm very excited to join my friend Dave and uh, really combine to uh, 
Well, you know, the general public's been asking for it. I mean, you've been it, really... It needed to happen. We have showcased your talents since the beginning of the program, and uh, now it's just a natural fit that you're a house It, it is a natural fit. So, uh, masturbation, Mike, have you had some experience within your lifetime? Yeah, I can say I have, yes. Yes. At what age do you think you would have started that, do you think? Mm. Well, I'd say about... Uh, I was an early... Uh, you know, I, I matured <laughs> early, right? Did I, you? I, had a, I had some hairs going down below probably about grade 7 or 8. So I'd say grade eight. Grade maybe eight. I, I experimented. Now, did you? Did you? How did you even like come up with the idea to do such a thing? Did Pro- it, probably uh, through watching uh, some porn. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then I, I, you know, you get ideas like, well, what, let's see what this thing can do down here. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mine was the same way. Mine, I remember the movie was called Lust on the Orient Express. Oh, nice. Yes. My, mine was, uh, I, I, we just called it The Beads. That was the, uh, the one we went to. Oh, this a was, friend of mine, I'll keep him unnamed, uh, we would go down to his basement in between classes in school, and uh, he, he showed us a nice VHS tape he got out of his dad's uh, cabinet, and he, we popped it in, and... Uh, it was a whole video of girls uh, walk. It was three girls, and they were walking away from each other. And all of a sudden, these beads are coming out. They they shove these beads in their butt. Oh, really? And they're walking away. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how is this pleasure? But it was. So we, they're we like could, a tie, they're attached to each like other. A, yeah, a, it was a, like a, a triangle tail. And they were crawling, crawling away from each other, and wow. these beads would pop out. Wow. Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> like for your first porn, I'm like, well, this is intense. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it since. No, it's something else. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even think I've ever seen that. But And so then you would take that, and uh, that was when you decided. Uh, That's you, when I, you didn't do it in front of your no, friends. No, 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 no. But I think I went home with some ideas. Like, is this is this what really happens? But then you start looking at it like more normal porn and you're like oh okay yeah, yeah. this is kind of weird what you don't have to have those beads up your butt to do it no yeah you don't need that like yeah. I, it's only for girls right yeah i appreciate that <laughs> did, yeah. You, did you still always have that one kind of locked in the spank bank though it was uh it was always one you go back to eh? like when we get over to his house let's pull the beads out come on let's have a look at it again see what's happening <laughs> beads eh? yeah well i have a horrible story to tell if you if you would indulge me is that okay yeah Love well, you know, I'm a grown man now. When I started, I was the same thing, a young man, like a, like a kid, mm-hmm. like you were talking about. I watched the Lust on the Orient Express on the big satellite dish when my dad was in the field working. Just made sure it was on S4 and I could see him coming with the dust the cloud The old satellite. Back, <laughs> turn it back to G3, G3. You know, where the kids' programs yeah. were. Yeah, But in the meantime, I watched filthy pornography. <laughs> and um, so You had it all timed out. Those were, those were my days as a young man. Now, you grow older, you think, you know, I'm a married man with a healthy and robust sex life with my beautiful wife. I can't even complain. Waiting for a second, I would never complain about something like that. I just think she's terrific, right? Now, uh, but, you know, I watched on that British, on the, on the thing we watched together. Essential massage. The sensual massage. They said to me that uh, it's okay, to, uh, even if even if you have a healthy sex life, mm-hmm. to indulge in the odd uh, self uh, gratification through okay. the process of masturbation. Right? It's healthy for you. It's healthy. It's nothing a woman should get upset about. That her her boyfriend's looking to just have a little bit of alone time. And really, what it is for the ladies out there, and uh, and is the truthful, truth, truthfully, we're not thinking of other women. We just want to get the poison out as quickly as possible. Get, get on poison. with our day, yep. right? Yep. So every once in a while. You understand you don't want to burden your wife with the request to take care of this horrible business where the PSIs are building up in your trousers. You want to just say, I'm going to take care of this myself. A quick, I got, The house is empty. Right. I'm going to jump in the, uh, into the uh, bathroom with my iPad and just <laughs> look at Abby's uh, program she made me enlightened about on the YouPorn, maybe some cunnilingus videos or what have you. You yep. know, whatever is, it tickles your yeah, fancy. Whatever t- yeah, there's lots of options. Lots of options. 
and just get the poison out quickly, get on with your day, get back to work. In right? and out of the beat lab. Right. Now, what I have, and uh, my brother uh, my brother will make fun of me about this, is I have a wonderful cat named Larry. <laughs> I love I love Larry. I've never been a cat man in my whole life. I, I understand. I, I, but I got a cat, and I love him. He's a terrific cat. You know, he's a great friend, and uh, we spend a lot of time together alone <laughs> in my house. And I, I, I like my cat Larry, right? Well, one day I'm just I quickly come into an empty house, realize I have a few seconds just to get some business done. So I go in to do my business. Well, the cat's excited to see me. Well, we and me and him, we didn't have the proper greeting at the beginning. So I took some time off. Like I just walked right in the house, went right to get my business done because yeah. I knew I had a short period of time to do it. And so I went and got my bit. I'm getting my business done. Larry's excited to see me. He comes in. He sees me doing whatever I'm doing. He's ashamed. Well, immediately ashamed. <laughs> He look, He comes in the room. He comes in the room. He looks at me straight in the eye, and I'm ashamed too. You You're know, mid, mid pump. We lock eyes, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I, I right away look down, and I'm ashamed. Larry does the classiest move I've ever seen. <laughs> great cat. Great cat. Great cat. He just turns around, turns his back to me. He looks at me, doesn't judge, doesn't judge, just turns his back and waits until I'm finished. <laughs> he turns his back, sat in the in the bathroom at the. You know, at yeah. the doorway, and I'm like, "You ruined it already! You ruined it already! I'm not going to finish now, Larry." No, you I'm know, embarrassed. but I appreciate the gesture. Yeah. It was nice of him to get. At least he wanted me. you to finish. Yeah, he wasn't going to judge me. Give no. me your space. He understands. Yeah. So when I talked, when you, when when people want to make fun of me for loving my cat so much, you know, that's a great cat. That's a, the classy cat. <laughs> that is a really good cat. What a good guy. Anything else you want to add before we move on to the last subject here? Or your last couple? No, no, I'm good. I got it out. All right, ready? We got three more to go on the wheel. Are we set, everybody? All right. Yeah. All, right. All, right. All right. Let's go. Okay, here we go. Oh, we'll go genital size and shape. Size uh, Julie Styes. Julie Styes, come up here. Hot Welcome. Mike. The wonderful uh, and talented, beautiful Julie Styes coming to sit with me. And I'm always, I'm already getting a little uh, shy even just talking to you. Pretty girls. I don't get young pretty girls all the time. Future get, Van Hooten. A, a future Van Hooten. How's the, wedding, <laughs> how's the wedding planning going, Julie? It's good. I pretty much have everything planned already. Oh, really? It's all I'm done? I'm very organized. <laughs> very good. Honest to God, I said I had it uh, all planned by January 24th. And your, when's your wedding? November 7th. <laughs> you got some time off. I have everything so. ready. The shower and the bucket and dough, everything. Well, really? You can just tweak it now. Eh? Yeah. Well, now I have to say our, our uh, the, the, the square you got was genital uh, size and shape. <laughs> which was, uh-oh. Oh, there we go. It's a little mushroom. So genital size <laughs> and shape. Now, now genital size <laughs> and shape um is involved like i would i was i'm gonna make this a broad category we're gonna talk about uh of course uh, the regular penis size which is uh, a, a very hot topic with the women i uh, will also talk about uh, breast breast size which is and uh and uh, and, and vaginal size i suppose they all would be under this category of vaginal of a uh, genital size and shape now um i wanted to ask you first of all how important is size to uh to the ladies um, we hear mixed reviews. Say very. Say very. <laughs> Size, I don't know. Too big is not good, but You're too, big too is little is not good either. But medium <laughs> size is perfect. Medium size like is perfect. Yeah. yeah, they do say, no, no, I did research for this, as you know. Just right. Just like yeah, the Goldilocks porridge that you eat is the medium size one. That's what they say. Now, the too large would could actually damage your cervix. It could uh, bruise your cervix. Is that that's what I've uh, I've uh, researched? That hurts. Yeah. Yes, there's no good. You don't want to. I tell you that all the time. 
now, but if for people who are small, and this is what, <laughs> this is what, uh, that was very nice to my wife to make up a lie like that for the show. <laughs> it was very nice of her. She said that, uh, she tells me that all the time, which is not at all true at all. We have to do a, ma- a million, di- no, for, I'm going to say is if you're, if you're not maybe, if you're on the lower side of that category, you know, like if you're in this category where maybe you can't. You don't feel like you have enough to do what you think you need to do in the in the in the bedroom. There are a lot of tricks you can do to, to like uh, shorten it up. Number one, which we'll find out in the the G spot section, is that the G spot's not that far up in the vagina. So if you're able to work with positioning, you can get up into certain areas where you can uh, stimulate that area without having to have a big piece. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, <laughs> when I was saying, what what reminds me of like uh, when I I have two children. You have no children, right? No children. No children. Right, but you'll notice when you have children, and it's not gonna be more with your with your fiance when you have children that he, when you have your first baby, if you have a boy, if you have a boy, what happens when you're in utero, when you're a baby in the in the womb of their mother, uh, you you your body absorbs the water because you're sitting in a sack of amniotic fluid, you're sitting in a sack of liquid, and so you would absorb that liquid, and then when you come out of the your mother's womb, you know, your body's absorbed it, so you, you're full of liquid. Your lips are full. Your eyes are kind of puffy like Rocky when you were through the fight. But also your genitals have absorbed a ton of liquid. So when you come <laughs> out, your boy, your little baby boy, will have hu- a huge scrotum. It'll have a huge red puffy. I've seen my nephews. Yeah, did you? Yeah, I did. And it was big. It was a big when they came out. It was, yeah. It's quite impressive. Well. The fathers are always super proud. The boys <laughs> have these huge scrotums and they're all like showing it off. Look at this. Like, look at this boy, you know. It's a real boy. Look at how big that is, right? That's how they do it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah Whereas you have a baby girl. I have a two girls. I have two uh, two beautiful girl daughters. Like, what's well, just the way they come. They come, <laughs> they come as girls. Well, I have two daughters. And when the same thing happens with your daughters, when they come out of the mother's womb, their genitals are, in, are engorged with liquid. And they end up looking very oversized Puffy. when they come out. Yes. Yeah. And I'll tell you, uh, there's no father that sits there with his new baby daughter and it shows his friends yeah. how big their their daughter's <laughs> vagina is when it comes out of the womb. They don't no. do that. No. no, they don't. But when you have a baby boy, they're all they're standing, they're like taking pictures oh, and yeah, texting. Yeah, I sent it. you pictures of my boys. I think all three. I think I sent you a picture. Of the, <laughs> yeah, I, I never saw none of yours. I what? did not. I did not no, take a picture no of my kids. Just genitals, I had a no. baby girl. No, no picture, nothing. Mine was. I had a baby boy, and there's a picture attached. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's a headshot. Headshot. That's where I'm going. Headshot. My daughter's beautiful, but we're not going to discuss her gigantic vagina on, at all in, in our Welcome to the World photo. Oh, I think there was a headshot for mine. Right? Waist down. You'll see her eventually. You'll get to know her. Just wait. <laughs> you didn't have a headshot for your children. No, just a red scrotum. That's all you had. I have three pictures of your boys, all of them just big red scrotums, and I had to write it with a sharpie underneath of it which one it is of my nephew. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so the, that covers genital size, I would say, pretty would, clearly. Yeah. The only thing I want to ask you is about breast size because you're a lady. Okay. And I'm telling you, as a man, um, to me, breast size doesn't matter at all. I don't care at all. I don't care what it is. I don't care uh, if they're big, small, uh, like uh, floppy, saggy, veiny, or otherwise. <laughs> I like them all. Like they're they're just lovely. They're beautiful, and it's a gift that you have that we don't have. I'm getting them now as an old age. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a bit that Louis C.K. does where he says uh, that uh, 
13-year-old girls and 40-year-old men are going through the same thing because we're all growing breasts and are ashamed of themselves. <laughs> right? So they all walk a little more hunched over. And <laughs> There's something you said about that. But would you say, because a lot of women, um, especially after they have kids or whatever, they get a little older or their, their, their breasts aren't what they used to be. You maybe can't speak to this because you're still young and, and voluptuous, <laughs> right? But, but, when you're, uh, but when you're like an older, I'm scribing my own booba, is that right? On camera? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a full paw. I should have been squeezing it so hard. So, so, um, what? Why do you think that the w w women feel so strongly about having to um, get implants and stuff like that? What do you think that is about? Like, do you see the point? Well, one of my best friends actually, she had like a small A, oh, and yeah. she got just implants to be like a large C. So I can see if you have none, then maybe to get some, but... Now, does she, is she is she really happy with that she did it? Yeah, like, you wouldn't even know. Like, no one knows. Like, I even asked Derek, did you notice that she has fake tits after she left? And Derek oh, <laughs> you might get kicked out for that. Did she get kicked out for that? We're going to have to bleep, we're gonna have to bleep it. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. I think... What? I <laughs> but yeah, she... But, uh, but the, she's... But they're not, like, noticeable. It's not like she all of a sudden walked in with circus... Circus brass, like yeah, the, like, like Jay Wow, that's a little much, that's or like much. Heidi Montag. They're like they went too far. Yeah, they're yeah, or a little too big. Like I think that's unnecessary. If you were get like if you had those normally, that's okay. But I would I don't think it's necessary to make your boobs that big. Do you know anything about the tuck? The tuck? Are you can the do the tummy a, tuck? No, no boob tuck. A boob Instead tuck? of getting an implant, you just get the loose skin tucked up, so you have the same fatty tissue in your breast, but you. You uh, move the, no, I've never heard the of skin this. up, so you tuck it. Yeah, <laughs> it's another way to go. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe just, that's like after you have a kid, when you have extra flab to pull up there. You're saying, yeah, you're just like rubbing it in all the girls' faces over there, too. <laughs> rubbing it in all their faces, what you got? I don't, yeah. I don't blame you one bit. I do the same thing. <laughs> that's what I say about all those people with those small penises. My wife had talked about it. I just feel sorry for those poor sacks. <laughs> There's not much you can do. They say if you have a small, if you have small genitals, uh, when you're a man, you can get a procedure done where they would just uh, loosen up the muscles in the base of your of your uh, penis, and then they will allow out a little bit that's inside. And they can also do certain things like wherever where the skin of your penis attaches to your scrotum, they can kind of like shorten that so that the, instead of it being like a you know like the skin would hang like. Uh, like as a crow flies from point A to point B, yeah. they would tuck it in, make kind of a right angle out of it, and then make it look like it's longer than it is. And they can also let a little bit that's hiding inside the fatty tissue of your body, they can make that come out. And all of that will give you the amount of maybe the size of, like maybe two, uh, maybe like that much, like two centimeters, like two like centimeters. Like, like one, that's probably a The size of, yeah. a, of a dime. That's what you get. Yeah. That's what you get. And you go through a painful surgery <laughs> where they like, uh, they basically take your whole we saw it on yeah. the video. It was terrible. I would not do that. Yeah. That was when I felt most uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't have one. But they basically, <laughs> let me tell you about this procedure, though. It's disgusting. It's, and it's terrible. Really they take gross. your they, they take your penis no. and they take the skin off of it and they peel it like they're skinning a Ugh. rabbit. You know, if they're like... <laughs> they're just, like this? They take it like a banana, but like all the way down. And so it's bloody and a mess. Yeah, you know? the inside's red Ugh. and bloody. Oh, it's terrible. And then they... Were they <laughs> 
<laughs> this so guy, gross. this particular guy, had what was called like from uh, from injury as a young man, like Bill Clinton. You know Bill Clinton, the yeah. president of the United States. Yeah. You know Bill, old Bill, tricky Bill, <laughs> cigar Bill. Yeah, Bill. Bill Clinton had a lot of inappropriate activities with a bunch of women, and they were they said they were able to identify his penis in a in a lineup. You know because it was so unique in its shape and size, right? Oh yeah. And the reason it was is because Bill Clinton had a had an injury to his penis or some sort of damage from either excessive masturbation or something else. Maybe he got hit with a football. <laughs> I don't know what it is in Bill Clinton's case, but what it does is it, it, the scar tissue builds up in that portion of your shaft and then your penis starts to hook because of that <laughs> scar tissue. So it either hooks up or it hooks down, but either way it can make it. Yeah. The, the, the banana is a good <laughs> trick <Stop>. there. <laughs> <laughs> or hooks down. Yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> And that uh, can make it in op may very very difficult for lovemaking, right? Whereas in this, where Bill Clinton, uh, so what they did in this case was they 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 strip the skin off of the penis and they shave the scar tissue down on the side of it. That sounds painful. Yeah, with like a razor blade. <laughs> I you do not like this topic. <laughs> you can imagine me and Mike watching this in in the Dutch Hall watching this, and we were very uncomfortable. We we're very uncomfortable. It was horrible. It was the worst thing we've ever seen. But what it did was they have to keep the, the penis erect through the whole procedure so they can see that it's doing this and or like going straight out this way. So they can get the shape right. And right. then as soon as they cut the scar tissue off, it pops straight up like, a, so like what that. So they use an air compressor, you know, crank up the PSI or what? Like, you know, I didn't. Uh, it's only a theory at this point in time for me yeah. to even suggest what they did. When you're but unconscious? like oh, I think they pump blood into it. It's like those Reebok pumps they get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't they just give you one it's of those like, all the it, time? It's like a pair of Air Jordans at all times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got pump. Anyways, it's horrible. Is that good for the subject? I think so. We'll I go one more. Julie, I think you're great. And I, I wish <laughs> you the best in your marriage. And I think uh, thanks for coming in. Okay, one more time. Let's hear it for all right, Julie. Julie. All right, let's spin it. Where will it land? Looks like it's going to be uh -oh. G-Spot. All right, G-Spot, who's up? Paulcha, my brother Paul Van Dyke, the great the great hero of uh, the Jager Bomb Olympics, one of my favorite episodes of all time, and uh, also the key figure in Pete gets Pete might get murdered, right? Yeah, you you got off lucky there, right? Yeah, I didn't get murdered by you or the the uh, radical lucky. religious types that don't I don't like think you had to worry about them. Huh? It was more about you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Paul. You know, the G-Spot, I'm glad I have you to talk to because my younger brother, my brother uh, Paul, is three years younger than me and he is a, uh, he's been a, uh, a, uh, a protege of my sexual advice since a young age. Is that correct? Yes, I've, I've always listened to some advice. Yes, yeah. And some of it's worked for you, you have to admit. Uh, me and my friends, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, we got more than you. I did not. Uh, we, we got to fulfill your dreams. Well, it's a good that you brought that up because uh, <laughs> my I'm very, uh, a very conservative man and devoted to my wife for, for 25 years almost now, where I, I just uh, devoted to her because she's so terrific. But uh, with you, I saw you as a, a, a world of potential that if I gave you part of my wisdom on the things I learned from my devotion to my wife, you could end up get, getting uh, some real uh, uh, skills out of it. So the one thing that I want to know is that over the years, have you found the elusive G-spot? No, it's a myth, Pete. I think it's a myth. You don't even believe it exists? No. They, oh. Oh, it's a little, uh, like a, oh, a little pig in a blanket. A little pig in a blanket. <laughs> a little pig in a blanket behind there. Yeah. A whole plate of them. They remind me of my friend Adrian. I don't know why. There's something about it. So, uh, <laughs> um, so you don't believe it even exists? 
No, I, 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 I really enjoy searching for it, but it's like kind of like the Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, this, it's Was never it been proven. Yeah, it's it's like a baby uh, pigeon. You know they exist, but you've never seen one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I agree. It's kind of like what, uh, um, even a baby squirrel. Have you seen a baby squirrel before? You don't see baby squirrels very often, right? No. It's, it's odd, right? But the science shows, there's many women that get out there, especially on British television, like we've researched. Uh, <laughs> um, they would tell you that the, the G-spot is a very real thing. And uh, it's actually one to two inches in the in the opening of the vagina. If I, if I could actually, uh, it's pretty shallow. Should be able to make it there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so if I can, uh, if I can give you a visual, I'm going to give you a visual. Are you getting hungry? Yeah, like uh, I, my wife made me a nice roast beef sandwich for, for uh, just for for this very occasion. If we were to talk about this, so let's just pretend. Oh, what's up with the mayo? I don't know. We're going to go this way. So I think that's what it's, uh, it's a little bit of mayo in there. She went heavy on the mayo for this demonstration. So if this was the uh, female genitals, if I'm holding up a roast beef sandwich for the podcast listeners at home, there's dripping mayonnaise all over my console here. But if this was the uh, female vagina and you wanted to uh, locate it, you would uh, open the roast beef sandwich up. And uh, what you do is you'd go um, into the roof, into this, in the ceiling here. <laughs> Of the, you go in there, and uh, what happens is like if you go in, uh, like maybe one to two inches up, you want to look for like where the opening to the bladder is, or just just past that. Oh, just past it. Yeah, just past oh, it. I always turn left there. No, you don't. You go straight up. You oh. want to keep going straight up into That's the vaginal cavity. <laughs> took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. Eh? Now, Paul, have you ever had a peach where you've opened it up and you took out the pit? And you know, if you have a peach, you break it in half, you take the pit out, and then in the in where the pit used to be, it's got that kind of rough, maybe corduroy oh, yeah. texture. Yes, yes. That's yeah. the best. <laughs> what you want to look for <laughs> is that quarter that that corduroy type texture up there, just an inch or two in the up into the opening <laughs> of the uh, of the vaginal cavity, and you'll feel like bumps in the upper roof of the. Oh. And you, what you want to do is spend some time there. Spend some time. Yeah. Oh, that's Explore the spot. that area. Explore oh. that area. Because Gotta go to the pit, eh? You know where it's a little rigid. Where it's rigid. a little rigid. Like someone say, you yeah. know, you ever get cardboard and you and, and in the middle there's that corrugated cardboard and it's a little rough. Th that's kind of what you're looking for up there. So just put your just 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 look for it. If it's too smooth, if it's not, you know, perhaps Can I have a bite of that sandwich. Would you like a bite of that sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Enjoy it, enjoy it. That's a great sandwich. That's a great sandwich. That's delicious. Yeah. Now, even uh, the people <laughs> that, that uh, even the people that are doing these programs that are uh, that are um, telling you about the the, the, the glories of the G spot that they they seem to be able to find scientifically will still say that it's only a theory that they can't prove it directly and that not maybe not all women have it. Maybe it's not. Uh, it, it, I like searching for it. It makes me feel like Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. If you ever do stumble upon it, you might stumble upon something different. I'm never going to tell anybody. I'm just going to look for it again. And even the, <laughs> the research I've done, there's a number of different there's a number of different erogenous zones that are there. Some access through the uh, through other parts of the body, which we can get to in the next oh, segment of the, the back show. Door man. <laughs> but <laughs> there are different erogenous zones that are highly sensitive that can help you have a G-spot orgasm, which is which is different than a, clitor a, a, a clitoral orgasm, which is the more common type because that's foolproof for everyone because you can find that easy. It's at the front and the top. You can see it right there. It's right there. Go for it, and that'll be fi just fine for most of your ladies. But if you want to try something a little different with it, 
<laughs> for a G-spot <laughs> orgasm, then you might want to do a little searching up there. And uh, you know what? Give it a go and then get back to me. Because apparently, <laughs> from what my uh, research says, is that the, the G-spot orgasm is uh, way more uh, robust. It lasts longer. It, uh, it creates more of an emotional uh, response, whereas sometimes you might have someone that's... Uh, you know, it gets it gets emotional, it cries and stuff because she's so so grateful for the, Toe the lovely heel, time you've. Yeah, curls her toes a little <laughs> bit more. That so I wanted you to try that, okay? And get back to me maybe on a future episode. Can you do that for for me? Oh, for sure. I'll All go right. home and do my research this evening. Well, thank <laughs> you very much, Paul. I think this has been a very uh, very <laughs> educational continue, segment. Yeah. Thank you very much. So the last segment on the wheel is uh, we can spin it, but we know where it's going to land. Backdoor romance, and it landed on it, too. It landed on it, too. So we have to invite up the one person that we screwed out of two different wheel spins <laughs> and almost made her go home after it because we've really we've developed a strategy to make this work. Is Abby Van Dyke back up for a third time? We're going to make this <laughs> We're gonna make this right, Ab. Don't swear, Abby. She's All right. good. She's good. She saved it twice last time. So, Abby, me and you have worked out a, a safe word for this segment. Yep. All right, so for this segment, we would like to. It's a. It, this is a. This is a, uh, a, a. A prop act. Ooh, Julie. <laughs> Go ahead. She's already got her prop. Yeah, I like that. Well, it's right in my line of view. It threw me right off. The, that vanilla popsicle she's eating is like it's very sensual. She picked the right What's one. in the middle of that? Caramel. Little caramel. Oh, enjoy that. Enjoy that. It's nice. So. What uh, what my wife's gonna do in this particular segment is uh, d deliver the fruit to everyone. We have a she's we're we're here at the Dutch Hall in my home, and and uh, so my wife and I have been given grief that we haven't been good hosts to our guests on the episode. So we've decided to give you a nice snack for the end of the episode. This is our last segment of the show, and we're gonna get each other a nice a nice Thank fruit. Thank now you. this this uh, I should tell the people at home that the last segment on the wheel was called backdoor romance backdoor romance so what we've done is we've uh, given everybody a plum you ever heard of the 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 rhyme uh, he put he put in his plum uh, put in his thumb and pulled out a plum and said what a good boy am I was that like Jill or Jack Horner sat in the corner Jack Horner sat in the corner eating his pudding and pie eating his pudding and pie stuck his thumb. Yeah, he, oh, he put in that? his thumb and stuck oh, out a plum and said, what a good boy am I. Yeah, right? there you go. Right, so we have a plum here. Now, if everyone holds their plum up, and we can hold it to camera if we want to, you can see that the plum is a beautiful It's a beautiful uh, fruit. I looked at a mangoes. I looked at grapefruits. I looked at peaches. But this one, for the purpose of this demonstration of backdoor romance, I felt this plum and its seed, that is, and it's right here, can uh, signify the area that we're talking about, which is the back area of a back human being. Door. That totally looks like the back door. Now, what you have to understand when we were, before we started this demonstration is that this... They this, have that on newborn too. <laughs> do they? Yeah. <laughs> so what we have to understand is that there's a, there's a seed in here, okay. and the seed in here is going to be sharp. So if you go in the wrong way, like if the seed's going this way, uh, if you go in like this with your thumb, you're going to end up... Uh, uh, poking it with your finger, so you want to try to get it so it's crossway, so you can go over top of the seed. So now, if everyone can can humor me in there, now we're going to teach you how to stimulate a person's uh, backside safely and with love, so that you can make it enhance your sex life rather than uh, and this and for those people in the TV land that may not appreciate this, this is taught in grade seven. In grade seven, it's at, at the, in the Ontario curriculum. Yeah, 
Well, not this particular version of it, but it's uh, Paul's already ate the plum. He hasn't even stopped. He's already. It's gently. It's gently. You're way ahead of me. You're way ahead of me. You got worked up with the old roast beef sandwich, and now he's just gone right to eating the plum. We're just talking about uh, uh, digitally stimulating the area. So let's say you're in reverse cowboy or some position with your wife or some sort where where this area is exposed, and you wanted to like try to enhance the lovemaking session of your of your it's partner really wet. you do not want to do this you do not want to do this abby stab. don't stab no but i was just gently poking and then it got really oh, wet right well the, what you want to do is you want to give it the the finger rub so you start at the top and you push with pressure lubricated yes thank you very much you can like, a lot of times there's a, there's sexual lubricants you buy on the market that's <laughs> And you want to work the area slowly. Well, what about the natural ones? These are really good. The natural ones yeah. are always good. Plum juice would work, apparently. Because right? this plum juice, when you just work it like that, you're working it. I know, but, but you're not. You're being gentle. Are you doing that? You're just digging right in, Abby. No, I You've was gentle, right. but it just kept getting. I was you're gentle, to your and second I just knuckle. kept rubbing. No, I, but I. You went immediately to your second knuckle. I'm still working this up to a nice. I think mine's just a little more ripe than yours. No? Ooh. Maybe, maybe. It depends so. on the ripeness of your girl. Seriously, because I think mine's mine. You have a huge orifice there. It's like a yawning orifice already. Normally, I would started. normally I would say yours is softer, but tonight I think mine's softer. I think you have to you have to be a little more gracious with it. I you was. want to rub it like that. You see what you do is you're you're preparing the area. With love and affection. And what happens is you have a muscle in there, a sphincter muscle that you want to make as relaxed as possible. Once you can, and then, and then and only then you work yourself into the, into the area, into the area where it can, it can create a little bit of, you're really got, you're ahead of me. I think the student has to pass the teacher in this case. It's all because of you porn. <laughs> they have one of these two. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys should watch you porn. <laughs> well, everybody, I think that's a great way to end that it, folks. I think show. we've done it for the Wheel of Filth. Yeah. Let's hear it for everybody a round of applause. Yeah. Thank you very much, everyone that's coming and helped out with this episode. Thank you for following Live from the Dutch Hall. If you want to, share it with a friend. Get everyone to listen. Follow me on Twitter, Dutch Hall on Twitter. Like me on Facebook, Live from the Dutch Hall on Facebook. You can uh, find me somewhere on video. We'll let you know if you follow me on those two ways. Uh, I'll be able to let you know how you can watch this video. Otherwise, keep listening to the, uh, the podcast. And, folks, we'll see you next week. Take care of each other and stay filthy. Hashtag Conalingus. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to Rainy Media for coming out right, and uh, making this a great Media. event. Everyone round of applause for Rainy Media. All right, let's do it, boys. Theme song it out. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.